my friend asked me uh, if the new Star Wars was in 3D, and I said yes, but uh, they are 2D too. Uh, with the, welcome to the Backlog Breakdown, where today we're talking about 3D Final Fantasy games. Oh, my. <laughs> that was painful. <laughs> of all the yeah. bad bits that we have ever done as far as an intro, mm-hmm. that is... I, uh, I couldn't fit 3C... Oh, I can't even say his name. C-3PO in there. Uh, but, you know, that's just That's how it goes. bottom three. That's got to be bottom three. Mm. Open, open, I love it. it. Just cold opens that we've ever had. And we've got tons of friends here to celebrate the bottom three of our openings. Hopefully this episode, I have actually, I have no doubts that this episode of the Backlog Breakdown will be uh, much better than that just <laughs> abysmal cold. cold uh, I can't talk. This is, this is getting off to a great start. But uh, Josh, you know. Um, That's right. Yeah. I am Josh and you, you are, are Josh. And who I else do we have here? We have with us. a whole fistful here. Uh, we've got some some old uh, some old hands. That it's a, we're going to be doing a book club episode on the 3D Final Fantasies, uh, which explains your really just awful awful mm-hmm. opening bit. Because like, Final Fantasy stole some of its storylines from Star Wars. That's why I yeah, wanted to open uh, with the, the Star Wars listen, joke. You explaining the happened. joke makes it worse. <laughs> It makes it it makes it just noticeably worse. But we've got some uh, new friends. We've got some old friends, um, and so we're gonna sort of get cracking along here. So, Paul, um, let's kick off with you. You know, obviously, please say hello. Hello. You said old like three times, and I knew you were talking about me. <laughs> exactly. You're the you're probably the only person on this episode older than me, and I have to get my digs in somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Respect the hoary head. <laughs> I. I Sure, sure, that sounds good. Um, you know, joining us uh, as well uh, for another book club style episode. Dorian, how you doing, bud? I am. I'm having a really good, bad week. Bad, good week. I don't know. It's um, mm. yeah. It, I mean, even just getting here tonight, it was hectic. So, uh, well. you know, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm a coach now. So there's that too. Ah. Yeah, there's yeah, there's been a ton going on just uh between work, church, uh stuff around the house, coaching or quote unquote coaching, soccer after that tomorrow morning. Um and uh yeah, I had a I had a list of things written down, but I'm not gonna give you my life story. So uh <laughs> uh but yeah, truck issues, uh it, electronic electronic issues this tv back here i just got a couple days ago because uh you know the other one was starting to burn out so everything's just been it's been a sanctifying couple of weeks we'll just say that <laughs> hey that's that's a way to put a positive spin on it uh yeah, there you but go. i i think i think the good bad bad good sort of like it's been a bad good week yeah i i feel that i feel that it's it's uh yeah, yeah. it's it's been prime week so and it's a holiday week. So Tuesday we came in, it was a nightmare. Wednesday was a nightmare. Thursday I had off. And then today was a nightmare. And it's just been like across the board nightmare. So glad for the job. But yeah, no, I feel you, man. Like it just, when, when it, when it rains, it pours, baby. So congratulations. Buddy. Um, Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll get into that a little bit here, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Um, 
joining us as well for the very first time on a book club episode. Now he's been no stranger to our discord for quite some time. Um, one of the, the, the more reasonable weebs, um, Bergen, you know, uh, please just, uh, one, it's nice to have you on the episode and, uh, I, I had to I had to mention it, Fred. <laughs> oh well, uh, well, thank you for that introduction and outing me immediately as a as a filthy degenerate. We um, <laughs> well again, no I, I said you no were reasonable. You were the, the one of the more reasonable yeah. occupants of the the Weeb channel. Um, yeah, that's not saying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, he at least likes Cowboy Bebop. So. The most yeah, reasonable yeah. degenerate um, award goes uh, to. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, it's great to be here. Uh, yeah, really enjoyed your community and Discord for the last while, and figured it was about time to get on a podcast with you guys. So, yeah, well, well, like you know, like I said, we're glad you're here. And last but surely not least, uh, one of the more recent additions. Um, he, he, I think he just signed on to like watch me completely lose my mind about Marvel Snap. But uh, Eddie, it's good to have you on the episode here as well, friend. So. Yeah, I actually did only get the Discord originally to talk to you about Marvel Snap without blowing up the uh, the draft group chat. So, but no, it's a great place to be, and I, I appreciate this opportunity to come on and vent about things about video games with you guys for a bit. Well, we're obviously glad to have you sort of like along for the ride here as well. So, moving on and. Um, I was going to try and keep that order for moving forward, but I'm just going to like sort of that that is not the order I have people on my screen, which is <laughs> going to make that just entirely too hard. Um so just we're we're going to try and observe the forms. And so for for sort of like returning guests, um you know, during you already kind of gave us a bit of an update said like it has not been a good week for you. But Paul, how have you been since we last had you on here, man? Like, what's 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 going on? Like, oh, uh, things are things are going well. I I should have been unpacked uh, from my move by now. I I definitely have not un- finished unpacking. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, moved moved out into the country. Uh, the uh, all the chickens are are should be uh, starting to lay eggs in the next few weeks, and so excited about that. Yeah, every nice. time you say moving to the country, I just think about that American president song. Gonna eat a lot of peaches. Moving to Why? the country. I don't know, dude. I'm unfortunately it's so bad. Uh, it, it it's not a good song, but it's that seems that seems to be your wheelhouse though. The yeah, the that's not a good song, but, but <laughs> it's stuck <laughs> it's stuck up there. What can I do about it? You know, it's like, unfortunately, like I was a child, you, you know, I was a teenager in the nineties and that was on the radio a lot. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Eddie, you're next on my screen here. So this is your first time on the episode. Give the, the breakdown listeners like this sort of like the, the quick, quick and not so dirty version of like, who is Eddie and why is, why is he on the breakdown and how's he doing? <clears throat> So I got connected to this group sort of tangentially through uh, Reform Gamers when um, Micah Hendrick picked me up for a uh, uh, draft league for the, the, the critics. Um, and Nate and Josh joined, and while I had been following the Facebook group for Backlog Breakdown for a bit, uh, I wasn't... I, I don't Discord too good. Uh, that's a very new tool for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, 
yeah, so I, I very much enjoy having a, a, a slower speed Discord that isn't um, too fast, but I'm a, a, a bivocational pastor that um, with a day job who basically tells people F-35s cost too much. Um, like, that's that's basically all I do, uh, is tell people all their military equipment costs too much, which, <laughs> given what happened in Israel this week, uh, my week was also, oof. Oh. Um, and at the same time, I had started William Forston's uh, follow-on to One Second After, which if you've never read that, it's about an EMP that hits the east coast of the U.S. and wipes out everything. And I started at the same time, so I got I had a really paranoid week of oh no, yeah, <laughs> oh no, what's gonna happen? Oh. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a it's a wonderful blessing to be here with you guys. Yeah, well, we're like I said, uh, we are glad to have you. And listen, I think uh, we all probably need to hear the truth that F thirty fives are too expensive. Um, you know, they're horrendously expensive. Well, and, and it, like. We, we won't go down as much as Paul and I both probably want to just like sort of like go down the rabbit hole of like government spending and the armed forces and everything else. Um, I I, I, what I would sell you, <laughs> what, what I would say to you is that I think I'm glad Josh has something to say, um, but not really. um, I would, I, 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 it's, it's a, it's a tough job. But somebody has to do it, and I'm glad it's not me. Um, would sort of be my 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 rounding that out. Um, so Dorian, you know, obviously you have had a very good bad week. But uh, has there any you know since we last had you on, has there been any anything sort of just not good bad, just straight good? <clears throat> um, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, wow, I, I guess you know. As always, you know, the, the, the Lord teaches you through all of these things. Um, so there's, that's good. Um, I mentioned being a coach, um, a soccer coach, uh, which is funny because I didn't play soccer growing up. I played football, but, uh, my kids do soccer, um, every Saturday, or at least one of them, do, two of them do. And, uh, so that's been fun. Um, it's really kind of been, uh, I, I see a lot of stories online where people are like dads in particular are kind of thrown into the role of like assistant coach or something because there aren't enough people. Um, mm. You know, so that that's kind of what happened this year. Last year was like a bunch of women. So it's just like, all right, you know, yeah, and I should probably volunteer. I mean, how hard could it be, you know? So, you know, look at a few YouTube videos. Famous last words right there, man. You know, <laughs> you know but uh, eight-year-olds, uh, you know, it's just a matter of teaching them to work together and doing a, doing a few drills and knowing the basics of soccer. Uh, so like, what you're I'm telling not, us though, is that you're like a real-life Ted Lasso. It's like you have almost no soccer experience, and now you're moving into basically coaching a bunch of underdogs. Like so many things I have learned in life, I just thrown into the deep end. You know, marriage, being a father, every job I've had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you look like you can do this. Figure it out. You know, and then you know, I tend to learn things. Uh, the hard, I won't say the hard way, but you know, just uh, learning how to swing on the deep end, and then you learn. 
Um, so yeah, that's where we are right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What else is good? That's about it. You know? Okay. That's just okay. straight good. Um, Okay, just straight good. Yeah, well, and that's like I like I said, you know, it's just a it has been a minute now. Now, Bergen, we'll, we'll kind of move on to you here, um, and this is again sort of just uh, an opportunity. Like, take take a couple minutes and give us the the quick but not so dirty uh, sort of lowdown on you, my friend. All right. Well, uh, my name is Justin, or I go by Bergen online and on the Discord. Um, I am a flooring salesman. Um, that's what I do for work. I also, uh, work for a game store. I price magic, the gathering cards for them part-time. Uh, and, uh, I'm a deacon in my church. I am in a reformed Baptist church at the moment, serving as a deacon there. Um, yeah, married, got two kids. Uh, I mean, we've already established that you're weeb trash. Reasonable. I, 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 I yes, <laughs> I am weeb trash. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's kind of me. So it, it, there it are has, two sort of questions here that I, yeah. I, I feel like I need you, you sell flooring. Now yeah. what's interesting is that, and, and I, but my brother actually worked for a company that did like flooring for athletic like gyms and stuff like that they okay, manufactured yeah. that um, okay is that the kind of flooring they or is it like all floorings or is it more like laminate or is it like tongue and groove yeah pri- primarily residential uh done a little commercial never really like 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 gym floors and like athletic floors are a bit more specialty like mm-hmm. we've sold to commercial gyms like rubberized floors and turfs and stuff like that but like if you're like a big like high school gym or something like we're not the guys doing that, but mostly, you know, we're, we're, we're in homes, apartment buildings, that kind of stuff. So, okay. okay. Yeah. I, I, it was just, I was like, that's a weird sort of like connection where it's like, I actually yeah. know somebody else who has worked in the flooring industry. Yeah. The, the other thing though, is you mentioned that you price magic, the gathering cards for a hobby shop. How yes. do you sleep with yourself at night, sir? Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, not well I'm, these days, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's like, it's more of just like the, the absolutely bloated MTG collectible market is just oh like, my gosh. it's something that sort of like, I'd love to get back into cardboard. I like, I have dreams of building an EDH or commander deck again someday, mm-hmm. but I've, I've like priced it out and I'm like, um, that's two mortgage payments. No. <laughs> hey, so, um, um I, Sorry, I, you had something. Just, yeah, just real quick, because I like uh, I, I in in moving, I found like my boxes of cards that I never actually used mm-hmm. uh, when when I first bought them decades ago. Yep. While we're recording, can I just hold them up to the camera and you just type in a price for me? That, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I can do that. And so uh, a, a little story on how I I got that job. Um, so it's uh it's from a, a card store that's about an hour away from where I live, but like that was for like the last decade or so it's been the closest card store to me. Mm. Um, so like I would travel into play events and all that kind of stuff. But uh, how I got my job is the owner of the store uh, one day just like emailed me out of the blue. It's like, Hey man, you want to, you want to like come in for an interview? Like, I think I've got a job opportunity for you. I was like, this is, this is interesting. And so like, I, I get 
you know, to a store, I sit down in his office. He's like, so the reason why I'm offering you this job is because I'm tired of you buying cards from me when they're low and selling them back to me when they spike in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, uh, you know, I wish, I wish my skill set translated over into stocks or something because I haven't quite figured that out. But uh, basically, much how smaller market magic. there, much smaller market. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I, um, and, you know, at the time I got into like the hashtag MTG finance, uh, there was very little resources. Um, I really found, um, you know, being where I am, uh, I live in Canada, which, I'm sorry, best, but yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I, I, uh, also imported my wife from the States. So, nice. uh, <laughs> you got that going for you. Yeah. Yeah. I took, I took her out up to, up to, up to this great cold land, but, um, <clears throat> just with the way the market worked, uh, I could really like zone in on Canadian stores that didn't move as fast as the big American ones. And mm. so that's how I really built up my collection and, uh, I, I I don't know that I've actually bought, aside from like a handful of singles, I haven't really bought much Magic cards in the last year. So it's well, it's just it's just so ridiculous the way that they're pushing everything and the way that the game's gone the last couple of years. So yeah, I mean uh, that that's something at some point in time, like maybe maybe further on down the line, I'd love to to sort of kind of hash that out with you. Not, not tonight, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no. Can we complain about Wizards of the Coast? Because I, oh, I'm on the D and D side, but yeah. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, Eddie, no. Eddie, I've, I've, <laughs> Eddie has I've something gotta, to add here too. So. All right. Yeah, no. Uh, Bergen is a, a a brother in spirit here. I actually got a job almost the exact same way, <laughs> and quit at Theros because of how horrendously expensive everything was getting. Like I was a judge. Oh yeah. In the, in the scene. Right. And it just, yeah. But yeah, no, the, the stores, they suffer when, uh, when people like us aren't there to save them from, uh, predator, <laughs> basically, predator basically guys, yeah. other guys like you. <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, moving on here, Josh, um, it has been, well, it's, it's been, been- an undisclosed amount of time since I talked to you. That's true. How have you been, friend, since we thought last you, talked? Thought you were going to forget that. Uh, it, no, it's, I was. I was saving that just for you. It's, it gets more romantic every time. Well, <laughs> he's moving closer to me, so now our bromance can really like mm. blossom. Yeah. Oh, that's, and by closer, yeah, I mean closer. <laughs> yeah. Um. By, well, oh, by anyways. I'll, I'll just say it's, it's been, it's been odd. Um, so because the, the past few weeks have been like moving towards getting the, uh, getting the house ready and stuff and, and super busy. And the past week we listed our house. And so now we're just kind of waiting, waiting for people to come see it, waiting for, and, and we did some open houses. We've done a, a number of things, you know, we, we stayed with my parents for a few days while we were showing the house. Um, but you know, just waiting for for some more offers, waiting like the, in the the used car market, so you're still looking for a car. So it's it's just odd because it's like it's it's just kind of in that hurry up and wait period. Um, and and I will say also, I'll I'll just say this publicly is like um, so the church that we're moving to Iowa for, they've contacted like they they're talking to me every few days at least once a week, and and they've made it super clear like take as much time as you want to. 
no problem. Like get here when you want to, we want to help however we can. Um, so it's purely me. It's just like, Oh, I just want to like have a project again. You know, like that's kind of been my life for so long that now I'm just like, no, now we just wait, we just see. And you know, Dorian, you said it's been a very sanctifying week. I will say the same thing because it's forcing me to rely on the Lord and like not because I can't do anything, you know? Um, so, so it's just like, no, no, no. And when I am tempted to fear that like, oh, is this going to work out? You know, like what's happening? You know, it, it, are we going to have to, you know, like lower the price here? Cars just super expensive right now. Is it going to be too much? Is this going to, how is it? And, and it's just like, no, you know what? God's going to take care of us. You know, he's promised to. <laughs> it may not look the way that I, I want it to, but he's promised to take care of us. Um, so so that that battle a lot of the time but so it's weird things are weird yeah yeah well that's uh yeah justin you 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 had something to say there so oh yeah just a question where about in iowa so it's southern iowa um it's a little town called indianola it's about 20 minutes south of des moines Okay, cool. My my wife is actually from Iowa, Cedar Falls oh, nice. area. Okay, so. okay, yeah. So that would be out east a little bit, but yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, a little north and east from Des Moines. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Right. It's so funny. You I had no so idea. Nice raising what... your hands. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I... Yeah, I, I had no context for Iowa, and now that I mention it, like people are popping up left and right, and like, oh yeah, we're from there. We've been around there, you know, kind of a deal. And so it's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I went, fun. yeah, I went up there a couple of months ago for a wedding. Okay. Uh, yeah. it, it was pretty nice up there. Yeah, yes. it, I forget the town. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the city, but uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of cornfields, but the weather was yes. nice. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah. A, a, a different beast than yeah. you know Florida where I'm at. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I was there nine years ago for a wedding. Uh, happened to be mine. So. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's then a, immediately like fled it. the country. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> I got to get out of here. Um, yeah. Um, just to sort of round this out, uh, you know, basically uh, the, the sort of the, the best thing and, and sort of I, I did grumble a little bit just about work being just absolutely insane the last three or four days. Uh but uh, not this recent Monday, but two Mondays ago, uh, Byron became an official McKeever. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Now, if I could just stop paying my lawyer. Um, uh, the, oh, no. the, we are unfortunately not all the way through that process. Uh, but little man is part of the uh, the family now. And, uh, yeah, you man. know, we... Uh, we actually, we're going to be talking to our, like our date for baptism has been approved by the session. And so, um, we'll be talking to our pastor here in the coming week, uh, to just sort of suss out some of the, the rest of the details, but I'm excited. I'm just excited. It's, it's nice knowing that he's ours and yeah. he's yeah. really ours. Um, and so like now part of it is like, I'm still sort of like, I have been living with sort of low key dread for so long that I don't know what to do anymore. Like, but, um, like if, if that, that feeling's still there, even though it doesn't need to be. And so, um, but no, it's, it's good. Um, he's, uh, he's just, he's growing like a weed. Um, and it's so much fun. Like I, I don't want him to get like, 
I, there's a part of me that doesn't want him to get any bigger anytime soon. But there's also a part of me that is absolutely desperate to have him walk. Like I want him to walk so much. Like, and I know that like, as soon as he does, it's like a whole new set of problems, but like, I, I just, I, I want to watch him just like, like toddler waddle everywhere. Um, and, and pinch his cheeks and chase him around the house. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, nice. um, we're just we're excited and it's just been good uh he's he's doing well and we're all doing well so uh awesome but yeah so that's that's how it things have been for me since we last recorded but kind of moving on here uh and, and again you know we we talked a little bit about this you know before we hit record we're gonna do a bit of an abbreviated uh, backlog uh report so sort of just if everybody just like like i said just stick to like one thing kind of like hit it and move on and paul will just repeat the order um what have you been playing or slash into whatever uh you know that you just like to throw out there yeah well i have a list um no no uh <laughs> please do not do this to me uh, the, the thing I've been, uh, you know, the game I've been enjoying uh, most and, and um, haven't been able to play a ton was, uh, but getting into Final uh, Final Fantasy fourteen and just ah. actually having a blast. And it's been a long time since I've been in an MMORPG, but it's it's a lot of fun. I'm a little surprised at that uh, because you do know that's a 3D game, right, Paul? I know, I know. The camera's controlled enough that I don't get motion sick on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously 2d games are far superior, but, um, this one, this one's <laughs> still fun despite everything. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying like, dude, final fantasy 14 is like one of those things that like, there's a part of me that's like, maybe someday there's also a part of me. that's like, nope, can't do that. Can't do that. Um, it's but, a lot. It's a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. MMOs like MMOs are a thing. And that's that's just where like they're, they're a thing that I have history with, um, and I already have one job, and I don't need another one. Um, so especially playing video games. But uh, moving along here, uh, Eddie, uh, what is like the one thing you've been into lately that you just you can't wait to tell us all about? Armored uh, Core Six is amazing. It's just the most. It is my game of the year. Uh, nice. I'm I'm loving this. I'm uh, okay. That's a rabbit hole I want to go down, but I I will just for, for the sake of brevity refrain. But uh, my brother, so my brother and I, we linked our our PS5 accounts, and so that like we can share libraries with each other. He bought that, and I have to like it is one of those things that every once in a while I just look at it and like I can play that. But I can't because I, I have other things I need to do. But it's, I really, I'm a little envious. And then you, you're over and, here saying like, it's your game of the year. And I'm like. I, and with your penchant for wanting to tweak things, uh, the fact that you can tweak your builds into oblivion, basically. Uh, yeah, it, it, you'd probably just sink your entire life into it. Uh, can't recommend it for you necessarily but everybody else should <laughs> well thanks for caring for me in that very particular sense there um yeah uh my my friends and i have a a, a saying like there are certain games that i look at and i'm like oh that's bait and it's just like we call games like that nate bait 
because I just go down the rabbit hole of like micro, like I'm a min maxer meta cracker. Like I go, I lose my mind. So someday I will play it and I will probably be like Eddie. Um, you're right. I should have never touched it. <laughs> like my life just like it's over now. It's over. Like there is nothing else. Um, but, uh, it, it's, I just like hearing somebody say that like, it's a great game. Cause like, to me, I'm like, yes, yes, I know. I see it from, a, I see it from a distance and I'm just like, I know. Dorian, how about you? One thing that you've been into lately, man. So game wise, the only thing I've really been playing is, uh, Final Fantasy seven, which I just finished last night and, uh, dipped my toes into a game I've had, had on my backlog for at least a couple of years now, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, yeah, there's that as far as what I've been playing, uh, as busy as I've been though, and uh, I'm looking at my list here, there's quite a few things I've watched, um, which probably fills in the, the, uh, the video game gap. Um, so for the lack of video games I I've played, I've got, you know, a bunch of things I've watched, but, uh, you know, I'll just list them off real quick. One piece, the live action. It's great. Uh, Jack Ryan, I just recently watched the menu and I'm watching Loki. So there we are. Mm. The mm. new season of Loki I've heard is not nearly as unhinged as the first one, but I am still like, and I love the first season of Loki. So I'm like super like, I, I want to see what, what they did with it. Paul has something to say. <laughs> I'm joking. One, one day we're going to do our, our MCUs. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the new uh, show and <laughs> we'll just yes yeah on um, yeah loki loki season one was i think exceptional television um i don't i just don't have like i didn't like it as much feeling. as everybody as everybody was a disaster <laughs> Every, oh sorry y'all go ahead <laughs> most uh, i most people like there there were a lot of people who didn't like it i just think i thought it was great fun um, like, but I also have weird takes, so I'm not, but anyways, yep. Um, At least you like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. I mean, like I can't be right on everything. Okay. Like I can't like all the good things. I have to like some filth apparently. Um, you know, but, uh, Justin, what have you been, uh, sort of like, what's the one thing that you're going to bring to the table that you just can't wait to tell us about? Uh, I, uh, I do have a list actually, uh, unlike mm -hmm. Paul, but, uh, Final Fantasy one, two, three, four, five, and now six, uh, the pixel wow. remasters have just been fantastic. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's been, uh, aside from 16, like FF 16, which I'll be talking about tonight. Uh, that's all I've been playing since May. So mm. yeah. And now, is it your the first time going through that? Um, it's my first time beating them. Um, okay. So I got into RPGs mid two thousands when I was in high school, and never went back. And I, I always meant to go back and play all the all the classics, but uh, never got around to it. I've owned them for multiple years. I've dipped my toes in. Um, but always something newer and shinier caught my eye. And um, I don't know that's a bad thing. Cause like, I think now 
where I'm at, like in my, you know, games I've played and everything, I see how much the games, these games influenced the genre and uh, just how exceptionally crafted they are. Mm. So, yeah, that's cool. I'm enjoying and- it. I, I will give you a pass since technically they're all part of the the remaster the pixel remaster collection. Mm-hmm. So we can say in a way that is one thing, a very large yeah. one thing. <laughs> but um, there yeah. there is a framework. Um, Josh, uh, how about you, man? What what's the one thing that you've just been burning to bring to this table? Burning. Uh, I mean, nothing really. If if you're asking about what's what's been burning, uh, n- yeah, n- n- there's burning flames, fl- flames coming up the sides of my face. Uh, nothing like that. <laughs> but uh, I will say, so I'll, I'll forgo games because I just I, I've been playing a couple little games and well, one I I didn't necessarily like and one I liked a lot. Um, and so I'll be continuing on that. So I'll talk about that next episode. How about that? Because the one thing that comes to mind, which is totally out of left field here, this is a video game podcast. This has nothing to do with it. Uh, but my wife sat down, my wife and I sat down and we just wanted to watch a movie. She really likes true crime stuff. So last night we turned on uh, a, ne- a Netflix documentary. It's called The Hatchet Wielding Hitchhiker. If you've ever uh, seen it or, or possibly not, but it's about this, this internet sensation that I had no idea about named Kai. Um, and, uh, he was a, the homeless hitchhiker and he had a hatchet and he saved these women from, uh, this guy who was, who was tweaking basically, uh, and with a hatchet by smacking this other dude over the head with a hatchet. Um, and then it goes crazy. It actually sounds like it would go the other way around. Well, what goes around comes around. Um, but I'll let, I'll, I'll let everyone you know, kind of figure that out when you watch the the documentary because it's it's all kinds of craziness. So it's it's just unhinged. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, definitely. So um, I I too and am going to sort of uh, burn I, in front of us. I'm going to burn, and uh, some of you got to sort of like listen to me rant about this. But the one thing that I'm going to bring to the table, it is something that uh, Paul and and another patron or two have kind of put in my ear and said, like, "Hey, mm-hmm. you need to check this out." Um, and it's pretty unhinged. Um, like full disclosure, like this is not something that I would recommend for most people. But uh, if you, but I'm going to, but I'm, I'm going to say that I love it. Um, this is like, uh, it's a, it's a podcast called haunted cosmos. Um, it's about cryptids. It's about UFOs. It's about Nephilim. Uh, and I think it's brilliant. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's like, that's like the, the thing is, I don't think everybody should listen to it. Like what I would say is like, if you are very easily frightened or your imagination can sort of like run away with you. I could definitely see this podcast being very bad um, for an individual. Uh, however, I think there's sort of a, a bit like and the, the one of the taglines is like, um, I'm going to paraphrase it, but because it's not just stuff, the world is not just stuff. Um, it's mm-hmm. sort of a, it's a podcast by two Presbyterian brothers who are pushing back against the narrative that the world is just strictly materialist. Um, and it's a little cracked. It's a little weird. It's a lot weird. Um, but 
especially at this time of year, and, and I, I want to do some sort of segment on it at some point in time, but this time of year, especially when things are like dying, when the se- seasonal shift, like kind of like the, it feels like the earth is going to sleep and it always like kind of not, it, I love this time of year and I'm not a horror dude. Like 90% of the year, I am not checking out anything horror. Like I might do some survival horror, but like, I just don't like, leave a lot of room on my plate but there's something just very and again like there's sort of a little bit of like disclaimer you know sort of kind of walk in with your eyes open uh if you have an again if you have an imagination that sort of like is very easily captured and kind of runs away stay away from this i don't think it would be good for you however i do think it's very interesting and um i really love it um I think it's like, it's something that for certain people, I'm like, yo, check this out. Cause it's awesome. Um, for, but for other people, I'm like, please don't listen to this because you'll know how weird I really am. Um, so my wife had to stop listening to that podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 It's, I love it, but yeah, she, she got a little, the, the, like the hat man episode got a bit too intense. Okay. No, uh, there, there's a rabbit hole I want <laughs> to go down so hard, <laughs> badly, so badly. But yeah, I like that was almost an off ramp for me too. Um, same, full same. disclosure. I, I still like, yeah, <laughs> it bugged me all the way out. Um, but I think the the one thing that I there there are two things. So one, there is this sort of like the the anti materialist sort of perspective, like that they basically they're like, no, there's there's still like some magic for lack of a better term you know and not all of it you know it's kind of like there is this like weird like almost like instead of it's aliens everything is like it's nephilim um Um, but which uh i'm i'm kind of like low-key a fan of that um but i think the the other thing that is kind of just like like i said is that there really is an emphasis on just saying like, um, what is the, like, listen, King Jesus reigns. And so all this stuff exists and it's scary. And in in a way, there is a way to be like frightened by it. That is not, it's not stupid. It's not stupid to be afraid of some of this stuff. But at the end of the day, we need to remember that, this is all firmly like Jesus has this all firmly in hand. And I, I love that. I love that because like, it's just been very edifying, very sort of encouraging for me. Um, in a, in a weird way, a way that kind of creeps me all the way out. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that moving on, uh, and things that hopefully won't creep you all the way out, so if you've been listening to The Breakdown for any length of time, you have heard us mention The Backlog Beatdown. It's a meta that we run all year long, where if you play games, you take away points. If you buy games, you add points. And the whole point, the whole point of all of this is that we really, the point to all the points is that we want you to maybe just pause a little bit and think about your, your spending and your acquisition and just encourage people to not build up these massive collections and never get around to them. But like be, these things exist for a reason and you should enjoy them because instead of just a cu- mere accumulation is bad. That's there. I said it. I got it out. 
I, I don't know why I struggled with that, but I did. <laughs> um, but we just want to encourage you to, to play a lot of the stuff you already own and to avoid just accumulating more and more and more. Mm -hmm. uh, that being said, um, so you might be saying like, hey, this sounds really great. There's actually a fully fleshed sort of like rule sheet in our Discord if you're, you're interested. But more importantly, uh, the GG app serves as the official app of the Backlog Beatdown. And you're saying like, what's the GG app? Well, it's a letterbox style app uh, for your video game collection uh, created by our friend Charles Watson. And uh, the quick and dirty on that is that um, you can... One, create a list of sort of all the different games you played with different completion states. You can, you know, mark games as completed. You can mark them as beaten. You can mark them as abandoned, as shelved, etc. You can create custom lists, um, which is actually how we keep track of all of our stuff. There's a list. We have a, Josh and I each have a list for acquisitions. We have a, a list for, a custom list for all the games that we played throughout the year. And sort of, that's that's how we keep a running tally on that. You can create custom uh, wish lists. There's also, you can see what your friends are playing. You can rate and review games. There's a whole bevy of features. And Charles is always sort of working on it. Um, and if it's something you're saying, hey, that sounds kind of interesting. Where can I check it out? You can check it out on your app store on ios or android or there's a pc uh, client as well and uh it's free 99 just to check it out and use it but if you like what he's doing you can go a little bit above and beyond and you can give him five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year to for to have access to the elite tier and what that means is um you get access to early builds. You get a unique role in his Discord server, and you have a little more access to Charles. And uh, and, and just as far as like shaping and seeing the roadmap for for the app. So again, that's something we think you ought to check out. Other things that we think you ought to maybe check out and think about, and maybe throw money at. It's uh, it's us. It's this podcast, and you're being like, "Why would I give you money, Nate? You sound like a bumbling idiot." You're not wrong. I am sometimes. Sometimes I talk pretty. Apparently not tonight, um, but we have a Patreon like so many other podcasts, and we want you to think of it as a bit of a tip jar. Um, so, and it's not just like, oh, just give us money. It's not just a kind of a money, please situation, because uh, I know Josh loves when I do that one. Mm -hmm. um, My favorite. I know. I can tell. I Just the look on your face every time I do it, you just, mm. I'm like, he loves that. Um it's not one of those situations where there's sort of no return uh, for our patrons. Uh, there are a few very, you know, I think worthwhile uh, bonuses. One of them is uh, there's an exclusive uh, patron podcast called the bro hang. It tends to be a little more like stream of consciousness. It's a little just, it's not as video game oriented. We still talk about video games sometimes. Sometimes uh, it's just spicy political takes. Um, <laughs> Not often. We we do try to avoid that. But it's just, it, it tends to be sort of a bit more conversational in nature. Um, in addition to that, every every patron, every patron gets early and uncut access to each and every episode. There's a video feed for them. And each patron has the opportunity to nominate a topic at, or game for us to do an episode on. This year, we've kind of fallen behind. Um, but... It, you know, I think it's fair to say it's been a weird year for both of us. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe the patrons will cut us some slack this year. Um, but yeah. So uh, last but not least, and Paul's uh, Paul's here with us. Um, 
as as well. Uh, we oh, the three of us are part of a. I was going to say triumvirate. We are currently a triumvirate, um, but there's five of us um, in the Playwell Network. Well, only, of, only three of us get votes. Only three of us get votes. <laughs> if if we didn't talk to you about that, you might be one of the two. Uh, well, <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell Josh that I get a vote. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, alongside our friend Wesley Ray, the Henshin Dad himself, and Nicholas Porch, aka Porcho, uh, we are all members of the Playwell Network. Uh, so Paul has an actual play podcast. I'll just talk about some of our current projects. Paul, you have an actual play po- podcast that is set in the Dragonlance universe. Nicely done. Uh, I got it right this time. Yeah, <laughs> which is Dungeons and Dragons. And there's a whole Dungeons and Dragons is just big and messy. Um, and it makes me a little crazy and also jealous because I really want to play Dungeons and Dragons sometimes. Um, anyways, but uh, so you do an actual play there. You've also done some, you've you got the Retro Zoo Super Show, Super, uh, the Retro Zoo Super Show, the Retro Station, and a, a few other actual plays as well. Uh, Wesley does uh, the Henshin Dad podcast as well as Retronim. Uh, Retronim is his most current project. It's sort of a short form nostalgia kind of, I, I want to say it's a catch-all, but it's it's not. There is like a thematic, there's like, the, there is like a, a through line to all of it. Um, and it's mostly just that Wes is a big nerd, um, but we love him for that. Um, and we like him. Um, and he kind of probably classes up the joint a good bit. Um, because like, let's be honest between, between the three of us, Paul and Josh, uh, none of us is very classy. I mean, (laughs) Josh might be the classiest of us. And I mean, he hangs out with us on purpose. So, um, (laughs) but, uh, the the uh, newest, What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. If you're going on West, I was just going to mention one, uh, a podcast, um, of, of mine that fits in with tonight's theme. Well, we'll plug it. Yeah. I, and this was, this was interesting. So, uh, one of the podcasts is Mont Blanc's hunters, which is a final fantasy theme, tabletop role-playing game that I kind of built, uh, out of the Genesis system. Um, but, uh, stupid final fantasy went and made a tabletop role-playing game that's coming out in May. And, <laughs> And so we they might stole be switching. Your thunder. I know, <laughs> but uh, it's it's set in the Final Fantasy twelve world, and ah. uh, Final Fantasy fourteen tabletop role playing game is actually coming out. So it should mm. be interesting. Wow. So, um, but uh, the newest addition to the Playwell Network is none other than our friend Nicholas Porch, um, with nothing new under the porch, um, and it's basically the way I've kind of been describing it is. Uh, if Babylon B did video game coverage with a far drier sense of humor, uh, that would pretty much and and way tons more like bad impressions and accents. Um, it would be nothing new under the porch. Um, it's weird, and I love it, and I think you should check it out. Uh, that being said, here's a word from one of them. Are you sick of listening to A grade podcasts and want to settle for something less? And why don't you give nothing new under the porch a try? 
Do you need someone to go further into the values of Mario Kart 64? Then listen to my takes on video games that have been talked about before by more interesting people. I dive into games I've played to try and find any potential theological or moral lessons buried within them. What? I also do a hot topic every episode. There are also satirical articles read out with cringe-inducing voice acting. Here's what loyal friends and family have to say about it. Hey, did you want to listen to my Just leave me alone! Wow, it sounds like my wife will love it! Hey, it's my son Atticus. Will you listen to it? <laughs> Dorian, what do you think my podcast is like? It's like Joe Rogan. No, it's not. Well, Wes, what's it done for you? Thanks, Nick. It helps me get to sleep better. Huh, it's even changing lives. Alrighty, first episode will be dropping soon. After that, tune in every fortnight. Like the social media stuff and get the updates. Goodbye. And we're back. Uh, so normally tonight, uh, the, these discussions do tend to be a bit of a free-for-all. But Eddie is working on, one, he is already, we have kept him up way past his bedtime. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Eddie to go first. I'm going to ask us all to sort of like weigh in because on, on his, you played Final Fantasy 12, correct? Yeah, that's right. Okay. So like we're going to give it, we're going to give him the floor. And of course, we'll all sort of weigh in and sort of have a little bit of a conversation. And then if he wants, he can leave us high and dry. Um, and uh, I don't blame him because we are a very odd bunch of people. Um but then uh, we'll sort of we'll proceed on with the rest of it. And just for uh, full disclosure, I'm again just sort of gonna. Josh and I are probably gonna be more than anything acting as kind of moderators. Uh, I don't know that we're gonna be bringing anything too spicy to the table. I have uh, you know just to sort of lay out my baggage uh, real quick. I uh, I've beaten seven, eight, and nine. And I haven't touched really. I haven't. I have touched. I've played a little bit of ten. I played a little bit of eleven. I played some twelve. I like twelve a lot, actually. A uh, little bit of thirteen. I played some fourteen. Uh, I played fifteen and the demo for sixteen. But I have not been anything in the three D realm since Final Fantasy Nine, uh, which is obviously the best three D Final Fantasy. But um, that being said, Eddie, I'm going to cede the floor to you, friend. Awesome. So yeah, I played I played through 12, um, and I will preface what I'm about to say with I have played the majority of or beaten every console Final Fantasy except 4 and 16. Wow. So I this this game was uh this is my first time playing through this. My wife suggested it is the one I needed to, to play through instead of giving me an excuse to buy 16 um, <laughs> or just playing through seven remake again. Um, and I have some like good and bads here to, okay. to go through for this. Uh, the good, there's no romance between the characters in the game at all. And I say it's good because you don't, you don't usually get to see like pure platonic relationships among the leading characters in a game like mm. this. It's awesome. And I know that, Later on, Revenant Wings kind of retcons that and puts relationships in there. But just mm. 12 itself, it's actually kind of cool that it did that. Um, for people who like auto-battlers, this game is amazing. I don't like auto-battlers, so <laughs> you can see where this might be going. 
Uh, I actually think it was really way ahead of its time. I, I actually had it when it first came out, and I'm like, I don't understand this. I'm going to return it to the, the game, to the rental store. Thank you. Um, but yeah, the, it was there were so many mechanics that you'll see common in later games that it just tried to implement, and in some cases did it very well. Um, it is still a beautiful game because Square just does beautiful games. They're mm-hmm. pretty much masterclass at it, and uh, playing the PS4 version, I got the update to it so that I'm not dealing with the horrible mechanics from the first game, like Forbidden Chest stuff, where you're not allowed to open chests until the end of the game. Um, I've heard horror stories about that. I'm glad I never had to play that. Hmm. My final good about the game, and probably the most important good about the game, Gideon Emery is an absolute master at his craft. He's the voice actor for Balthier. Um, He's also the amazing vendor in Destiny 1. If you buy something from him, he says, "Now this horrible robot will show you to a room." I mean, it, he's a he's an amazing voice actor. He carries the entire voice cast of Twelve by himself. Um, wow. The bads, though, they're they're. I don't need. I don't know if I need to go through all these. I'll keep you guys here all night, and I, I might not even stay awake through all of them. But if you don't like playing through basically if-then statements, this game is a giant if-then statement when it comes to uh, combat. Um, you set up an automatic system where if certain conditions are met, your character does something. Um, it, it's pretty pretty bad now by, by today's standards. It was painful to deal with. Um, the characters are mostly irrelevant. Uh, hmm. I, and I wouldn't say that of any other Final Fantasy, but I have no idea why Pinello was hanging along with the rest of the group. I <laughs> don't know why Bash is relevant past uh, like the first third of the game as far as a, ca- a character in the story. It just none of it seemed to matter. Um, all the really important events happen off screen. It, like it's it's almost like it was written by Dan Abnett, which if you don't know who Dan Abnett is, he wrote a lot of stuff for Warhammer 40k, like Gaunt's Ghosts. Um, his writing style works amazing for Grimdark, not so much for high mecha fantasy. Um, I think that the the worst of it all, though, there there wasn't a two Xanarkin moment. There's not a there's no Kefka. There's no reveal of tr- Vivi's true nature. There's no Sector Seven plate fall. There, there's nothing to give you motivation to say, "Man, I really need to go get the Empire now." Hmm. This is. Easily the worst Final Fantasy I've ever played. It's not particularly mm. close. Um, I'm expecting Paul to either horribly rebut me now, or <laughs> uh, maybe have some insight because I know, at the very least, he's a he's a fan. Uh, well, with that being said, like Paul, uh, like <laughs> I I did see you like nodding and kind of like having some thoughts, and yeah. and I do have some thoughts. Like one, uh, Balthier is a king. Um, he is a straight Chad, a best part of the game. Um, <laughs> like not even close. So, I mean, <laughs> as, as long as we're all like, sort of like, you know, on that page, I don't think, I think everything else can stand, uh, you know, just uh, like, I'll, I'll sort of weigh in a little bit here. Uh, just to sort of like, I agree with your analysis for the most part. And that's coming from a guy who hasn't been in the game. I, remember playing it when it first came out and it's a really interesting world 
and at the time like that that sort of the 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 pre gambit system or what that gambit system or whatever they called it mm-hmm. i was like okay this is kind of cool but also it's it's like you said it's like this sort of like creating all these if then statements like if my character's health is below 50% pop a potion if there's no potions use cure you know or whatever and it's like it's tedious and it's dumb and yeah i i understand it but uh i didn't like it because it's not it's not great um, and I, I think like to even sort of like the, the fact is like, it's a really interesting world, but the, like the drama, the drama and the stakes are non-existent, which is probably one of the reasons why I never finished it or beat it. Um, I, I do want to like rectify that, but yeah, I totally get it. Um, the one thing, and I'm going to kind of, st- I'm going to maybe still a little bit of like Paul's thunder. Cause I think I actually heard him say this first, but uh, are you Vaughn- going to steal the droid? thing oh. all right i'll leave the droid thing for you <laughs> but vaughn and pinello i think are basically the mo- two most useless characters ever and they serve a purpose and it kind of redeems them but not really with that so paul like you kind of like i i teed you up how about that one and Thank now you. we've come uh, full circle to the introduction of this episode but go on paul <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> no, no, and, and and like Nate, I agree with pretty much everything you say. Like when when people like I adore this game, but when people um, like when Wes was playing it uh, earlier, I was like, okay, I don't think you're gonna like this, even though I adore it, <laughs> and he didn't. Um, but uh, or at, at least he had some complaints, but still liked it. It's not. It's. Uh, for me, it's an exceedingly flawed masterpiece. Um, and it has major problems. And for me, like I almost dumped the game until I figured out the gambit system. Uh, because I wanted to throw across the room until I was, until I really got kind of uh, zeroed in on that. But, um, yeah. So the, the Vaughn and Pinello thing is, um, they are, uh, the two of them are in this game is, is, is star Wars. Uh, they, they are R2 and C3PO. They are witnesses. They are not main characters. They are the ones. And, and it's kind of like a new hope where it starts off with the droids and the droids are actually in every single scene. There's one, uh, uh, one or both of the droids in every single scene because they are the witnesses to what happened. And, uh, that's Vaughn and Pinello. They don't matter to the plot. They are there as uh, as as witnesses to what happened, and um, and really nothing else. Because um, yeah, man, they're worthless. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I'm I uh, you know I, I I get enthusiastic about all the love Balthier gets because he, like you could have plugged him in back like back with like the final fantasy six cast. He's, he's that kind of quality of a character. Uh, and the voice acting is, Oh my gosh, he's perfect. Um, I didn't know his name, but man, he's great. Uh, and uh, yeah, he, um, he carries, uh, he, he absolutely carries the game. I, I mean, he's a leading but, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he keeps and he keeps telling you that. 
And um, it, it, he says it multiple times during the during the show that that he you know I'm you know this, basically he's the star of this movie, and um, I, I I absolutely uh, I absolutely love him. Um, it's really interesting what uh, what both of y'all were saying about there's just there's no stakes in this, and like all of the danger in this game is political. You know. Very, very little. Well, yeah, it's all it's all political intrigue, and right? Yeah, it's sort of like it's this the like the. It's not to say that there are no stakes, but there's no personal stakes for you as the the player as the character. It's all this sort of like this grand sweeping kind of like corrupt government kind of nonsense garbage. Yeah, that's hard to follow, and frankly, they don't even do a great job of like onboarding that. Because it's like, you don't know why you're doing half of what you're doing for most of the game. And then by the time they're like, they start revealing like the big bads, you know, it's kind of like, ha, huh. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. That, that works, I guess. Um, but it's very yeah, much they, like they didn't do it. So I, Final Fantasy Tactics has the giant sweeping intrigue that yeah. mm-hmm. this game yep. has, but also has a lot of really personal stakes. And I think, yeah. That's where That's, it, it messes it. Yeah, and that that is where their tactics, which is also Evilise. This is the same series of, mm-hmm. of games. The the kind of mini the mini series inside this in the the Final Fantasy series, um, but. Um, That's square, where that's where Enix, if you're listening, bring back Evilise, you cowards. Amen to that. Well, that uh, look. That's why I did Mont Blanc's Hunters because that that world is right for like much deeper deeper stories mm. it's like there's the races the 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 cities it's there's so much personality to that world that it, yeah, it like goes so deep all the viera have an icelandic accent that is a really that's interesting it thing it's icelandic you nailed it i've been that's been bugging me for years it's like where exactly is that but yeah it's it works so well it's so ethereal uh for them uh uh, and I, I really like, uh, I, I don't know who the actress is who played Fran, but I really like the way she played that character. Yeah. She, uh, she did like a handful of other roles, um, that she's, uh, she actually was the other character that I'm like, I don't mind when Fran is talking. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say, you know, she's not holding up to the Balthier's level, but you don't need to, um, that, that, that's fine. You just don't be Vaughn and Pinello. Yeah. Well, she, she is. I mean, she's Balthier's sidekick, and she's great in that role. Like she, she compliments him really, really well. I and I think it's it's interesting, that, like, and not interesting in a bad way, but like you're like, this is the worst Final Fantasy game I've ever played. <laughs> and there's a part of me who's like, bro, <laughs> I I dude, uh, eight was kind of a stinker. Um, have you played three? Hey, and, and uh, <laughs> I was also going to say, and uh, thirteen, and all of its spinoffs are no treat. Um, yeah, I, but so I have eh, three. I actually enjoyed more, but it's also two D and and whatever. Um, 13, 13's combat system makes up for any possible flaws that game has. Yeah, I, and what I was going to say is like I don't a hundred percent disagree with you, but I'm like, dude, like. That bottom tier, like there are like three or four in there that are really fighting for the bottom. <laughs> so, mm. um, 
Yeah, no, and that, that is that is a fair sort of assessment of like 13s like the what the paradigm system was really interesting. Um but I I do I guess kind of what what I was going with 12 is like I think it's a game that was just like way ahead of its time. Definitely. Um and it but it was also really suffered from I don't know if it's like scope creep or something. But there was just like I think they were just trying to do a little too much, and yep. while I can totally dig on the fact that Vaughn and Pinello are kind of like watchers, and they're they're just like the witnesses to everything else. Like the game would have been much better and much tighter if you had just made Balthier or Ash even like the main character, and you had just sort of like made the stakes a little more personal. Like yep. I. I I think, like, honestly, I'm of the mindset that 12 is, like, really close. Like, it's a game that is almost, like, it is the Final Fantasy that it's, like, it could have been, like, top top five, top three, maybe. But the, it's, it's the just... The setting, everything was real close. It really is. And actually, even, like, the soundtrack is real close, although I had a problem that none of the songs are memorable. There, there's so much to the game, you're right. It is a very close to being extremely good. But it misses on every single point by millimeters. It it stumbles at assessment. the yeah. like it stumbles at the last like two three steps. Like it, there's just like if it, they could have just gotten across the finish line or just with a few more things. Like I think it would have just landed. Like if the combat was a little less cumbersome, if the story was a little more. Like you could invest a little bit more in the characters or something, you know, it's just like, it's like, it is the, the almost like it is like so close. And I think 13 in a way was sort of a furthering, like a continuation of some of the ideas that 12 was exploring, but like 12 is like a game where I'm like, they were, it was just, like I said, they were just so close and they just whiffed it every single, like on every, like it's like stick the landing and they're like, nope, stick the landing. Nope, stick the landing. Nope. And it's like, oh, like, I mean, I want to go back to it because like <laughs> you, you mentioned the quality of life stuff for the PS4 version. And um, that definitely has me sort of <laughs> wanting to go back. But at the same time, it, there is always that like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, there's also a speed up button. Um, so Ooh, yeah, yeah, I played the entire game on whatever that speed up button is because I don't even know. The there's a lot of empty walking space in that game, mm -hmm. um, just so... unnecessary corridors, uh, and you and also backtracking. There's a there's a dungeon where the way forward is like six times of backtracking and then three invisible walls that you have to get through. And it's it the game is obtuse intentionally in the dungeons, and I don't know why they made those decisions. Uh, when, when talking to Wes about what what he did not like about it, I, it, it was really interesting for me as you know, as the Final Fantasy twelve apologist uh, that I, I love this game is is he he's like he's like these the dungeons man are terrible design they're so long and rambly and I'm like oh yeah I hate the dungeons and I'm like wait a minute why what do I like about this game and it was like <laughs> no it's the world I love the world. That's what I love. Yeah, I want an entire world like, book the series or comics or anything in this world. It would be beautiful and amazing. Yeah. 
Well, and it's it, it comes back to the, the Evilist games were something special. Um, and 12 was just like, it was like I said, it was just like, they were so close. And it, I think, uh, I don't know uh, if, uh, but Vagrant Story is also an Evilist story. Yes, it is. That's and right. Vagrant Story, Vagrant Story is another game that is like, it's almost like that thing is so close to being like, it's a cult classic. I get it. Um, and the people were like, and I, I like low key stand for that game. Like, I'm like, yo, this game is it, it rips. Uh, it is also so freaking weird and obtuse. And there's all sorts of like weird, crazy systems in it. Um, mm -hmm. that it's that like, you have to know to progress. Yeah. Um, that, but it's like the, the world is just so cool. And even Ashley Riot as weird of, uh, his hair kind of freaks me out. Um, but. And his clothes, or lack thereof. It's, yeah. Um, well, that's that whole, like, uh, yeah, they, there's a whole aesthetic that they just kind of leaned into that kind of made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's it's really, like, it's a shame because, like, 12 is the game that, like, it's it's a game that I want to love way more than I actually do. But every time I played it, I was just like, eh. Like, it's it's cool. And when it clicks, like, Paul, it's like you said, like, when you do get the Gambit system to, like, click, it's very cool. But also, there's a part of me that's like, ain't nobody got time for that. So. <laughs> Fair. Um, you know, Eddie, did you have anything else that you wanted to hit on about 12 while we, while we you know, we were on it still? Yeah, I again, if you enjoy, like, uh, spreadsheet warfare um, as a game type, Honestly, you would you might actually enjoy it because it is pretty, um, and the combat would probably be fun to just watch your character slap through for a few hours. Um, it's ah, uh, I really wish they could. Maybe, maybe we'll get the seven <laughs> remake treatment for it, and they'll fix it. You know, in twenty or thirty years, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that, that's all I got. That's that's. I mean, I I hope you're not wrong. Um, uh, the problem is you played the remake, so right. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah. This is the one. This is the one I play. This is the only steel book I own. <laughs> mm. And it's only because when I when I uh, when I rebought the game, because um, uh, uh, I, I lost my PS2 uh, and all the games in a divorce, and uh, so when I rebought the game, finally they were like, uh, oh the special edition is like 50 cents more i'm like oh okay <laughs> you know <laughs> okay yeah that's that's a that's a that's a i think that was probably a very well spent 50 cents paul yeah. <laughs> so um you know justin or dorian either one of you two have thoughts on final fantasy 12 any experience with with any of it save i had it's one that i haven't played yet I remember when it came out and I was working at like uh, a CD store, CD DVD store back when they used to have those. And we, we had a small video game section and we got Final Fantasy 12 and I was going to buy it. And uh, we got to buy things at cost and it was only $4 difference. And I was like, Oh, still 56 bucks. No, <laughs> mm. I was pretty broke back then, but uh, yeah, that's, I, I own it. I have the same steelbook as you, Paul. I have the PS4 steelbook because I got for like 10 bucks or something. But uh, 
12 is one that I have not entangled with. Listening to all of that commentary, what, what are your thoughts? You're like, yeah. Will, will you still go back to it? Like, are you still planning on sort of tackling at some point in time? Or uh, I'm planning on playing through all the mainline FF games, so I will eventually get to it. Uh, it just might be last. It's it's kind of below 13 for me at this point. Mm. And actually, 13 is kind of high on my list. I so there's just something about 13 that I'm drawn to. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, it will. It will be after 13. So I, I still have 8, 10, 12, and the thir- 13s and 15 to beat. 15 will probably be my last. So it's above 15, but it's, yeah. You don't, you don't want to take a, a, a trip with your bros. See, I tried to play 15 once, um, but I tried playing it right after I platinumed near Automata. And, mm. um, it, it felt awful. It felt awful coming off that game. I'm like, I can't play this right now. Like, <laughs> did, did you watch King's Glaive, the Final Fantasy 15 movie? I have not yet. No. Okay. Like th- this was my problem with 15. Uh, and, and, and 12 is where I stopped on the, on the single player games. That's the last mm-hmm. game I played, but like King's Glaive, which is, not a great film, but it's definitely entertaining. It's fun. It is a great. Isn't film. isn't uh, Sean Bean one of the voices? Oh, I think he is. That- it's been a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like everything is so serious, and there's the the stakes are yeah. so high in it. And then the last thing you hear is like, "Well, I guess our only hope is the prince," and and then and that's your introduction to Final Fantasy 15 with this these these idiots in a car and they're doing <laughs> stupid stuff. And you're like, do you, there's serious things going on. What is wrong with you people? Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching, I, I think I watched the, like the anime shorts that they did introducing mm. the four, the four dudes. Um, <laughs> just cause I am a filthy weeb, but uh, yeah, that's about, that's about my extent with 15. That I'm playing like the first like little bit and like getting into the combat and just like, it, it, it felt like my character was moving through molasses after mm. coming off of Nier. Like yeah. that game is just so fluid and fun. And that was my first platinum. Like I, I love that game to death, but uh, yeah. 15 Your first platinum awful. game. Not my first platinum. Yeah. <laughs> I've been following platinum since Clover. Um, nice. But, uh, yeah. 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 Well, um, since you're sort of, we've, we've got you uh, like sort of warmed up and, and sort of cracking here, uh, Justin, why don't you sort of like, what, what did you play? Uh, my, like the one that I selected for this was 16. Okay. Uh, I, I did not platinum that one, but I, I, I played the whole thing. Um, and probably my game of the year at this moment. Oh, wow. Um, I think it's a 10. I think it's y'all. Y'all all know Brotato came out this year, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? But uh, so it's a ten, even with all those side quests. I love the side quests in in sixteen. So you um, you like delivering soup? I uh, so I'm I'm a side Final Fantasy sixteen side quest defender. Um, oh, uh, see, this is this is why we needed you on the show. <laughs> this is why um, I selected sixteen because. I, I, I think um, 
Paul, I think you'll you you would really like sixteen if you played it. Um, just because the the game I played before sixteen, I was going through the pixel remasters. I played four and beat four right before sixteen. Um, and there are such strong parallels between the two. Hmm. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely got a lot of Final Fantasy four vibes. Um, that like and playing playing through those original games and coming into 16 you can i could really feel the devs love and respect of like the series coming into it so i yeah i think 16 is a masterpiece of a final fantasy game at least as far as i've played like i said i haven't played i haven't finished 10 haven't played 8 haven't played 12 uh i played part of the first 13 uh and i played part of 15 but Otherwise, I've I've played, you know, one through. Well, I need to finish six, but mm. I've played most mm. of six. Um, but yeah, so sixteen, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here, since you, yeah. you and I know you're not <laughs> done with six, but there is yeah. kind of a a it's a not heated debate, um, but there's a debate on what is the greatest pixel, uh, Final Fantasy. And are you a Final Fantasy four or Final Fantasy six guy? Well, I think it would be unfair as I haven't finished six. The, uh, so I, I picked it up a couple of years ago. I got to uh, the floating continent and I was playing on my iPad and my iPad crashed. And I lost my save and mm, I, lame. yeah. So yep. Yeah, um, right now I, in, in, in my file, I just, uh, we have espers. We went through the Magitech facility. Um, I know how Final Fantasy VI ends. I have long spoiled that for myself. I, mm. I, I know where it goes and how it happens. And um, it's just because you know where the destination is doesn't necessarily yeah. like the journey. The journey yes. is worthwhile. But that's yeah. I think that's that's his point. And and I'm 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 on that journey at this moment. Um, but from from like a, a standpoint, and I I kind of said this in the Discord the other day. Um, getting like playing consecutively one up to six now. Um, you just see how each game just gets better and better and better. After, although I will say, after two, they it did fall off. Um, I, I <laughs> really did not enjoy three that much, and I enjoyed two hmm. a lot more than most people do. Um, okay, I will, I two, will say, two is a masterpiece. It's yes. so good. Yes, it's so good. Hmm. Sorry, yeah. I'll shut up now. This is not about 2D Final Fantasies, even though it really yeah. is. <laughs> I will, uh, I will forgive your your comments about uh, Tales of Symphonia the other day. <laughs> um, but yeah, you should hear uh, his comments on that game on Twitch. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so between four and six, um, four tells a much more personal story. I feel. Um, which really got me um, Cecil's storyline and everything in mm-hmm. four was just amazing yeah. six. I think for like what it's telling as a story is grander and just bigger. And I, I think that the culmination of all the games leading to six, I think six probably the better game, but currently I prefer four between the two. That that is a a fair and completely reasonable take. Um, <laughs> so we'll 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 let that slide. Um, All right. But 
but getting back to on hand, so 16, um, I like, I'm definitely interested in hearing like the side quest sort of defense, but I think in addition to that, um, just the way that I've heard it described. So, you know, friend of the show, Mike, uh, he and I text, uh, you know, from over on TRG, he and I text back and forth and we talk occasionally. And the way he has described the game to me is like the highs are so high. But then you have these points where it's like it's so low in between it that it's like, am I having like and you sort of like vacillate between this like, am I having fun to like, this is the best thing I have ever experienced. And it's like that to me, like I'm, I'm in for it because like I played the demo and I did like the extra thing on the demo and I was like, oh. There, there's something here that like just it's it's kind of like Nate bait um, adjacent. It may not be like full like let's like just crack the metal wide open weird build stuff, um, but there's something in there that just itches or scratches a, a particular itch that I have, and and I just think like I do kind of like the. I do like the vibe and that mm-hmm. something interesting though I did want to double back on. So it's like I. Without spoiling it, because it is super new, um, I have heard multiple times that there's like a lot of connections and parallels between four. Like, can you sort of draw some of those connections without spoiling yeah. anything, or do you feel like it's just like just no? Play? I I I can uh, just because like it's in a lot of like the teasers. It's a like um like. We we all know Clive is Efreet from from what they've revealed about the game. It's the big point, um, but his his journey of like discovering that and uh, grappling with that, given the events of the game, um, just mirror the kind of uh, redemption story in four so strongly. And that was something in four that was just like the strongest thing for me. Um, cause you know, it, it, it feels very Christian. I'll say it feels very, uh, faith-based going through these stories of redemption and forgiveness and, uh, and the like. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, unfortunately some of 16 story has been spoiled for me. Okay. Um, so, but I <laughs> I'm, think I'm, I'm 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 trying to to like be really vague because probably a lot of listeners haven't played it and they might want to play it. But yeah, 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 no, and and we won't we won't sort of, but I can I can see like based on the the sort of the limited knowledge that I have, I'm like, okay, like I can, and even the fact that it is a much more personal story, where yeah. it's like you have like Cecil, it's kind of like the primary it's it's final fantasies four is really his story and it's yep. like all the things that happen sort of adjacent to him and 16 is clive's story yeah and it's like all the things that sort of happen around him and to mm-hmm. him um so and i can definitely see that so like that's that's pretty interesting because i do think like that's the most compelling thing about four is like you know ultimately i am more of a gameplay guy and so like i think the systems in six or better and that's why i kind of like i've just this is something like i'm i'm coming to terms with that's probably why i default to six mm-hmm. um because i think it's it's mechanically a little bit more satisfying that and you can body slam a ghost train 
um, <laughs> which is awesome. Or suplex. Really, yeah, I, I did that the other day, and it was really satisfying. I, I was, I was going to ask, if you didn't suplex the train, you didn't play Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like It's just like, go back and do it again. Yeah. <laughs> do it right this time. Um, but uh, four, I, I, like, even though, like, like I do think like four story, especially like Cecil's arc is like mm-hmm. has like has a lot more weight and oomph to it. Um, yeah. So now I'm gonna like I need you to defend these side quests to me because I've heard like yeah. this is the most tedious and awful part of the game, and you're saying like nope, I'm kind of here for that, and so yeah. I have to hear this. And this, like, you know, I'm not trying to put too much pressure on you, but this will decide if you're a madman. Um, <laughs> this, like, basically, we will make it a, a, a ruling as to whether or not you're insane and need to be locked up for the safety of all humanity, or yeah, if yeah. you know you are the reasonable weave that we think you are. All right, okay. So this is between reasonable and filthy degenerate. So all right, I'll, I'll uh, put my best case forward here. And so, like, uh, uh, Porcho and I went back and forth on this a bit in uh, in some DMs on Discord, uh, just because I I did kind of get him to play the game, and uh, so we we, we we had a good a good back and forth going on the whole time. Uh, we we were pretty neck and neck there, and uh, and he he did not like the side quests. He dropped them towards the end of the game. Now the I will say that this is. This is a this is my my one problem and gripe with them is that they're not spread out enough. Um, you get to the final dungeon, um, and you have I probably did three or four hours of side quests that just pop up right before this this final dungeon. Um, so it really like it's really good that you do this because you close a ton of storylines that the game has been building. Um, you um best best romance i've seen in a game i know you guys are saying with uh with uh with 12 it's all very platonic this is clear cut hey clive and jill they they're into each other um you don't get any of this uh Aerith Aris versus tifa from seven or anything like that um, um versus barrett versus barrett yeah <laughs> And if you didn't romance Barrett, did you play Final Fantasy VII? Mm. Um. The answer to that is no. Yeah. Uh, listen, if you are not chasing after the guy who has a machine gun arm, you are not living your best life now. Yeah. I'm so glad I haven't played Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> so um, uh, the, the resolution on so many of these side quests really really brings it all together. And like, I can see where people are like, man, they're, they're tedious. And a lot of them are, uh, but I do want to speak to uh, what you, what you did say about them with uh, their, like the game, the game's highs are like cranked up to 11, like 11 out of 10. Um, I was laughing and just like amped, just like shaking in my seat, going through some of these boss fights going through some of these icon fights um, and yeah, some of the best, most memorable video game moments I've had. Um, and then, you know, you mentioned the lows of these tedious side quests and I, um, I found it the most real game I've played, I think, because that's life. 
isn't it? We, we, we go through these moments, we go through all these things, we have these highs in life. Um, and even, you know, in, in our, um, spiritual walks, you know, we, we, we encounter these highs, these great times. And then we also hit the lows. We also hit the, the tedium, the drudgery, the everyday. And so I just, and your, your story is so much about Clive that you get this insight into his life, into how he operates, into how he cares about the people around him and how he becomes this leader. And so um, while, yes, some of the side quests are not fun, some of the side quests are not memorable, um, I think that the side quests are worth doing and that they add to the character, they add to the story, and they add to the game in such a way that, like, if if you're going to play Final Fantasy 16, I'm going to tell you you're you're missing out on so much if you don't do the side quests. So, hmm. it, it just it, so you know, just to sort of summarize some of that is that it's not that side quests are boring; it's that the, the way that they sort of drop them throughout gameplay is is kind of like the problem, and they, yeah. they jack with the they 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 screw around with the pacing and they sort of. Right. I, I think that I think that the execution on like incorporating them could have been better. Um and 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 spreading them through you you don't have a lot in the first act. You uh in the second act you get a couple more and then the third act they just kind of dump all this stuff on you to do. Um mm. and if you're some like I I'm not a completionist, but like if if you give me little check marks to go follow, I'm gonna follow them. So, yeah. uh, I got a little OCD about that and I'm just like, no, I got to do these. And my wife is like, just finish the game already. I want to see you finish this. I'm like, no, I have to, I have to spend the whole evening doing these side quests. <laughs> but somebody needs soup. Yeah. <laughs> somebody needs their soup. <laughs> and um, that's only like, yeah, the, the soup one only happens like the beginning of, of the game. Like when, when, when you first get to the, to the hideout, right? But yes, you do have to deliver soup. Oh no, I think there's a second side quest where you have to deliver. The- Anyways, there are soup. The cra- there's you get the two soup deliveries. <laughs> yeah. There's two soup deliveries. <laughs> um, yeah, and I- you must you must not have listened to uh, Porcho's uh, bite size. I haven't yet. No, I, I meant to. He 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 uh, oh, he man. sent it to me, but I've I've I have such a backlog of podcasts right now, so. Mm. Backlogs in all things, right? <laughs> yeah, Back, backlogs in all things. Yeah. Um, no, Porcho did have some some rather strong yeah. opinions on mm-hmm. just the side quests, and I think, like to be fair, I think that there's merit to to both sides. I mean, I think there are going to be some people who are pretty thrown off and discouraged by the the side quest pacing, if you will. Um, on the same hand, uh. I do think that like sometimes that there's like they they serve to ground you. Um I, I do yeah. and I guess I, I, I like the the fact that you're like, no, this it kind of like makes this like stick a little bit more. It reminds me of just like real life a little bit more. That you're gonna mm-hmm. have like these amazing highs, but there's also like drudgery in life. Mm-hmm. And the the kind of I like I sometimes I like that. I don't know how I feel about that in a video game. Um 
per se, which is just like, you know, it's supposed to be a power fantasy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, kill the bad guys, take their stuff kind of stuff, you know. Then do your taxes. And, and, right. and they're like, and, and then they're like, and, and yeah. And Final Fantasy 16 is like, oh, and yeah, we need your receipts for this. Thank yeah. you. You picked um, up some gill off of an enemy. Like, did did you file that on your taxes? That's on side quests. <laughs> oh wow. So, oh man. Yeah. I'm joking. I, wait. Oh, okay. I was about. I was coming. I was like, you're, you're, this is a joke, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. Because you just because you earlier said I think Paul would really like this game. It has a you know ten forty form. <laughs> yeah, Paul, do you enjoy doing your taxes? <laughs> um, oh man, I, I I'd rather Paul not answer that question. Um, just because there's there's a rabbit hole we could go down that yeah. I don't want to, at least not right now. Um, I, I do have one more question though before we move on. Yeah. Yes, I do my taxes. Quit asking me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see those receipts. Um, <laughs> no, uh, anyways, no. Um, my question, and and this can apply to a number of different Final Fantasies. I don't mean to single this one out, but since we're talking about it, um, does it feel, especially for someone who who's played through the um, the Pixel remasters now, does it feel like a Final Fantasy game? And if so, why? Because I look at, um, I, I, I feel like this, the series as a whole has kind of lost its grounding ever since it, it moved away from, yep. uh, from turn-based combat in general. So mm-hmm. like I, I can ask the exact same thing about 15. But I see a game even like Tactics that really that could be a mainline Final Fantasy because it uses a lot of the same jobs. I mean, even though the battle system's different, the jobs, the magic, the the you know summons and stuff like it still feels very Final Fantasy because of those things. Um, Whereas I just don't know. I haven't played a a Final Fantasy like I think the latest one that I I actually finished was ten. Um, so, so I'm way out of the loop on the new ones in general. And part of it's for this general feeling of like, I don't know what a final fantasy is anymore. So the question 16, does it feel like a final fantasy now that you've played a bunch of them? Um, and why, or why not? Uh, yes. So absolutely. It feels like a final fantasy. Okay. Like I said, with, with the comparisons to four, um, Mm -hmm. if you, and like everyone seems and like, like this has been a big discourse around the game okay uh because it's it's basically double may fantasy yes yeah yeah final may cry um (laughs) the combat (laughs) if if you like action combat and Mm -hmm. i you know i my like my my two favorite types of games are jrpgs and character action Mm -hmm. um so uh this this is like the perfect melding of those two worlds if you define Final Fantasy as it's got to be a turn-based, you know, fantasy game, this you're you're not going to think of this as a Final Fantasy. But as in terms yeah. of uh, the type of story it's telling, mm-hmm. um, in terms of your characters, in terms of there being a man named Sid, uh, mm-hmm. we 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 have Final Fantasy, and this is the second best Sid, I will say. Okay. Um, Oh, come uh, back! Come back to that. I want to know the first. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I I I I think you know the first. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, I, Who is the first? I don't know. Uh, Sid from Final Fantasy Four is number one for me. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. 
He's up there. He's up there with with oh. nine for me. I, okay, yeah. King said, "I freaking love that that little yeah, uh, 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 glop." Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. The, the, but the in four, verse. he sacrificed himself for the. Po- uh, wait, wait, Did, twice. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like twice. No, since since great in four. He's, yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I saw uh, just just a tangent. I saw a meme of uh, uh I, I think I might even share this in in our meme chat in the Discord. But uh, someone had posted a picture. It's this meme like me visualizing the man I want to be. It's a man in front of the mirror with Sid from Final Fantasy sixteen, and I I photoshopped it so it was Sid from Final Fantasy four. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, yeah, very nice, very yeah. nice. But uh, yeah, I I would say this is absolutely a Final Fantasy. It feels um very I, I i got vibes from one i got vibes from, like I, I got vibes from like the first six games happening in this um and an interesting fact I, I i listened to uh to an interview with uh the director the the combat director and i think one of the producers and they, they were asked to like list their top three final fantasies and like what they felt influenced the this one the most mm-hmm. and all three of them said Final Fantasy V. Oh which wow! I found I That's found interesting. interesting. And now that I finished five, I played. I started five. Sixteen came out. I put five down. Played sixteen. Picked five back up. So I played like half before, half after. Um, I really get that now. Um, okay. Because you like five. Five is very heavy on the customization of how you build your characters. Mm-hmm. You get that in Spades in. Uh, in Final Fantasy 16, the the way you can build Clive is just fun. It is a lot of fun. It, in terms of like character action, it's going to be very easy if you've played like actual Devil May Cry, actual Bayonetta, those types of games. But um, just what, what what you're able to do, and I I'm, I'm I'm not like I'm not good at character action games. I find them fun. I find their stories campy as all heck, but uh, I enjoy that. So. Um, but playing this and like watching some videos of like the combos people can pull off is just, it's fun. It's, it's one of the most fun games I played. It's, um, Clive is one of my favorite video game protagonists of all time. Um, it's one of my favorite final fantasy games that I've played so far. Um, so yeah, I would say 16 is final fantasy. I'd say do the side quests. If, if I, if I have one gripe, it's that uh, our big bad falls short okay. in it. Um, that's, um, yeah, the, 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 like, like what was, what's going to really compel you is the story of Clive and not so much what's happening with, with the big bad in the game. So Honestly, this isn't, though, this that's, that's kind of like a final fantasy problem. I mean, up yeah. until Kefka, uh, like Golbez yeah. was a great villain you know, mm-hmm. he's not the big bad, uh, but uh, up until, uh, until Kefka, they, they really just didn't have like a really super solid villain. Right. And like, um, so yeah, what, yeah. And that's something else that, that I was thinking about with, with playing the, the pixel masters, especially the first five, because your villains aren't the strongest. It is more of a, what, like a problem with the world that's happening. And that's what's happening in 16. So like, yeah, I definitely got gold as X death, all those vibes from in 16. Mm. So 
to to sorry sorry if that's a spoiler of revealing the villain's name um in 16 but if you could if you could just say like 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 a name like uh like Susie or something then he'll edit that in mm. he's like that's the vibe I'm getting from Susie yeah <laughs> but well <laughs> Let's, uh, Dorian, uh, listening to you sort of chuckle here, man, it's, uh, I, I feel like it's, it's time. It's, it's, we, we have, uh, not been sort of enchanted by your dulcet tones here lately, friend. Um, and so why don't you sort of like, why don't you tee us up here, man? What, what did you play for the 3D episode? Oh, Bergen has something to say. Sorry. I just wanted to know, like. Am I am I unhinged or am I still considered sane? Yeah, you're pretty my, you're my pretty based, takes. King. Okay, thank you're, you. It's it's pretty based. <laughs> so it's, All right. uh, I was excited for a while when you were like, "Yeah, Final Fantasy 2. and I'm like, "Yeah," and he's like, "I like side yeah. quests." I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, it's, it's reasonable. It, it is, yes, it's, yeah. Like you, you defended your, your position. Well, like you okay, didn't you. come in here. <laughs> like it wasn't just like, like, Oh no, he's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Dorian sort of, uh, what, what are you bringing to the table here for book for book club tonight, bud? Um, I feel like not a whole lot, but, uh, for Final Fantasy VII, the original Final Fantasy VII, um, I guess just really quickly, uh, my brief history on this game. Uh, I I mentioned before when we did the Final Fantasy IX episode that I really wasn't a Final Fantasy guy, mm-hmm. like uh, particularly during PS One era um, or ever really. Uh, so with this game here. The only memory I have of it during its original run was that it was this new thing that was on at the time Sony's PlayStation, which I had gripes with because I'm like, who are these new guys coming to mess with my beloved Nintendo? No, sir. You know, so wait till Zelda comes out, you know, um, which, like, so, listen, that is a completely. Uh, a couple of my friends had played. That's a completely reasonable position to hold in the, in that era. That's all I'm saying. Is like I feel that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but uh, the only RPG I had played at the time, and I mentioned this before too, was uh, Super Mario RPG. First RPG and only RPG I'd ever played uh, during that era. Really nice, and um. So Final Fantasy VII really kind of got lost on me, aside from maybe it was a, a couple friends that that had it that talked about it a little bit, but I wasn't really into it. It didn't appeal to me. Uh, fast forward, you know, years later, where it's become this cultural thing and beloved title and so forth. Um, you know, I... I guess I'll bring it up to speed here. I, I eventually picked it up on Switch uh, maybe a year or two ago, and uh, it was cheap, and I wanted to find out what was all of the hype about. What did I miss? I know I'll never be able to go back to its heyday, you know, as far as experiencing it, but let me download it, let me play it, and, you know, I like RPGs now, so let me get into it. 
uh, so I guess just a 3,000 foot view of my thoughts of the game. Um, Be very, very careful it's here. Right. It takes itself really seriously. <laughs> I know. Like, I mean, not not because, because I know. Like, like I'm, to I'm probably going to agree with you here, but I'm just saying, like, you know, you're opening yourself up to a whole po- like the angry Final Fantasy VII fanboys will come for you in droves. I mean, we oh, laugh at them because oh, they're I all, know. you know, yes. yes. But. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I probably should have picked, like, you know, Final Fantasy Eight or something, you know, but Seven is like, whoa, you know. Um, but, yeah, it, it it's very 90s-ish when you play it. You know, you have the – and it's funny, I'm thinking about this now. It's like a lot of the characters' names, not all of them, but they kind of describe who they are. Like, I think, well, particularly with Cloud. You know, just like he's this dark brooding, you know, with a storm cloud over his over his, uh, you know, head. That's the personality vibe you get from, especially after you see a little bit of the remake and you can actually hear some voice acting, you know, like not interested, you know, it's like, okay, man, what's wrong with you? You know, like just ask you a question, you know, but um, so. Uh, yeah, so with, with I finished it yesterday, and my impressions of the game are it's really good um, for me anyway. Probably about maybe two thirds of it. Um, there were some puzzles in in parts of the game where I'm just like, man, I can only imagine how frustrating this would have been, you know, without the three times speed enhancements or the the God mode and so forth. Um, but uh yeah anyway uh and graphically speaking i wanted to touch on that too it's a little inconsistent you have these little characters uh you know as you're moving around the world and then you'll have a (laughs) cutscene where yeah 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 like it'll go from it'll do that for the cutscenes too because some of the cutscenes are little lego guys and then other cutscenes like where they're escaping from the shimmer uh tower they're taller. They're they look really cool. They're running on it, you know, riding on the on the on the bike before you get to the chase scene, and you know, little things like that. I'll notice. I'm like, man, why? You know, it went from little block here. Like, make up your mind, guys. What are we doing? You know. But yeah. um, anyway, gameplay wise, uh, gameplay wise, I it, it's uh, again it's archaic uh, because of the. This is my gripe with nine to each battle, although it's not as bad as nine, but each battle. You're on thin ice here, Fred. Pans, <laughs> you know. Oh, now you're talking about a game we actually love. <laughs> hey, listen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. I mentioned this, though, last time when we did nine. Yeah, no. You know, know. Uh, you know thankfully, you know, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, so. Uh, battle system w- w- was pretty cool. I, I didn't really grasp the material. Every RPG I play, just about there's always some system that I don't fully grasp until late in the game. And of course, this was the material system. Um, you know, it makes sense at first. It's like, okay, you add these to your weapons or armor and things like that, and it'll give you different abilities. But um, 
then of course they grow over time and you can combine them and uh which i didn't do a whole ton of until toward the end of the game um i remember i posted something earlier uh when I or yesterday when I finished the game and I said freaking Sephiroth and I say that because even with the God mode on I still got a game over he handed me a game over screen how I don't know he did something and wow. all of my health went down to zero and it was game over like how does this happen what am I going to do <laughs> you know so at that point I had to look at a guy um, to see what materia and you know, things I needed to equip and I went and bought a bunch of Phoenix downs uh, to revive my characters and so forth. But um, anyway, yeah, so uh, but the story was interesting. Um, there were some parts I had to go back and kind of recap myself on because I played this game over a long period of time. But um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you have Cloud and you have these guys who are trying to, you know, save the planet from all this Mako energy. It's almost like uh, the crazy environmentalist people that you got nowadays all the way back in 97. Well, and that, you know, that was actually like a Final really big part of it is that Final Fantasy VII is sort of an ecological, it is a very sort of like Shinra and all the like th- there's a very heavy sort of environmental preservation kind of theme in that one mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean it to me it, it's kind of weird that you're like nope it just reminds me a lot of the people that we're seeing today and i'm like well <laughs> yeah it's 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 weird um how almost like prophetic in a way that the, the game was um or just I, I don't know if prophetic is, but it, it was like that that I do know that this sort of like the 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 saving the environment kind of vibe was very intentional. So Yeah, then then it got you as the main character, you know, like not my problem, pay me, you know. Okay. <laughs> um you know, but uh uh anyway, yeah, so um some of the highlights for me uh, were I really I I did enjoy my time in Midgar. Um, so that that part of the game kind of grabbed me, uh, you know, blowing up the Mako reactor, uh, meeting Aerith for the first time. What? Well, okay, sorry, I gotta I gotta pause on this too because I know somebody's gonna crucify me for this. So. Is it officially Aerith or Eris? So which game you're playing? Yes. Yes, no. <laughs> I, I made my character uh, with a TH. Yeah, it, it kind of depends on... Did I? Arisu? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Say what? He said, he said Arisu. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's... Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's both. Uh, it's it's um it is Aerith. It's also Eris. And it well, just, yeah. I mean when the when the game first came out, we it was several uh, we did hear the word Aerith fairly soon, but it was several months after the game came out that we that people started throwing that 
that name around. It was always Eris back uh, back then. So I mean, you. I mean, uh, yeah, I probably should have just kept it default. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't think. I think that's just like one of those weird like localization things that. I mean, like, listen. Yeah. Um, but but to answer the the S or the TH, it is literally like yes. It's like you know, do do free will and God's sovereign will exist. Does man's free will and God's sovereign will exist, coexist, or yet? Yes, yes. Is it free will or is it God's sovereign will? Yes, it's both. <laughs> like it's like it's it's a mystery. We don't have a really great sort of like read on, but but yes. So according to the Wikipedia, which you know you can rely on it or not, you can say, oh, that's just total garbage. That's totally fine. Um, but according to the Wikipedia, so it's. In Japanese, they don't have the th, so it's it's an s in Japanese. But the um, the creators of the game have said that it is a near anagram of Earth. You're talking about these ecological themes, so Earth, Aerith, like that's that was kind of the point behind it was to have her tied to this theme of the Earth, and so technically it should be Aerith with a th. But because Japanese doesn't really do the TH and it was transliterated into English from Japanese, you know, all that kind of weirdness. So, yes, both, but also TH, I guess, is more. Oh, good. I don't feel so bad. Vision. Yeah. <laughs> so you were right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think, too, like one of the things is like, and, and you mentioned that you, you just kind of roll and. And Sephiroth handed you an L. But one of the things we were sort of talking about, and we've mentioned already, is that that a lot of Final Fantasies have suffered from like the big bad just kind of being like a weird kind of like, yeah, for lack of a better term, a bit of a wet fart. Um, with the the rare exception of, and this is actually kind of one of those things too, where it's like the big debate is like who is the better big bad. And I, I, you know, I don't know that you've played six yet, um, but like, there's there's many camps. What's the right answer is Kefka, um, but there are many people <laughs> who believe, and and I would say that I think Sephiroth is in like the the top three big bads in a Final Fantasy series, um, but he is far and away not nearly as cool as the Mad Clown. Um, but and, and again, I know that you probably haven't um, played six yet. But what are your feelings on Sephiroth as the villain? Like, because I I think like it's like you 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 did point out that Cloud is kind of like broody and kind of moody, but he's also like kind of like he's he's a bit of a jerk and he's he's a he's a mercenary. So it's like just give me my money and I'm gonna go feel bad for myself over here with my like. You know, I, I really wanted him like I need somebody to mod in um, like an emo cloud and I need him to, to sing like tonight's the night, you know, um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, Justin, I was I was literally just thinking about I'm like 1997 like that's like right on the cusp of like emo becoming more and more mainstream and like how much did cloud affect that? given uh, m- kids my age getting into Final Fantasy VII at that time. 
So. There's one more thing that I can lay on Final Fantasy VII's feet yeah. is the proliferation of emo. Um, it's 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 a non-zero. Like there there has to be one kid out there who was like <laughs> turned emo because he wanted to be more like Cloud or like Vincent or like Sephiroth. <laughs> Vincent, um, I understand. Yeah, Vincent's I mean, amazing. <laughs> I, I definitely remember watching at least one video of those compilations. In, in high school, those compilations of different Final Fantasy, PlayStation Final Fantasy cutscenes set to Linkin Park. I specifically oh. remember watching at least one of them. I hate everything about my life right now. <laughs> I mean, I watched a ton of Naruto and Dragon Ball Z like that with the clips oh, yeah. to Linkin Park. Yeah. But uh, I remember but, Final um, Fantasy was in there too. Going back to my question, um, you know, just sort of like Sephiroth as the big bad, where do you kind of land with him? Uh, just, and again, y- you know, just w- like, like I said, where did you, like your feelings on him as the big bad? What, like, where'd you land? Hmm. Well, at least in this game, I knew who the villain was, mm-hmm. unlike nine, which, you know, I felt like I felt like I missed something at the end. Like, why am I fighting this guy? But Sephiroth. Yes. <laughs> so I think in this game, um, they play it. So for like the first, I don't know, 10 plus hours of the game, you don't really see or, you know, you don't really see much of Sephiroth. You just kind of. They give you breadcrumbs, more or less. And then um, when when you're in the the uh, flashback sequence, when Cloud's explaining, uh, you know, it's time with Sephiroth, you, and you're fighting with Sephiroth, like, side by side, you see how powerful this guy is. So now you're like, ooh, okay. I see why he has this reputation. Um, then as he turns on his dark path, uh, discovering, you know, or questioning who he is and, uh, you know, questioning whether or not he comes or, or I'm sorry, he discovers that he comes from the, uh, this Genova, uh, project and that he should rule the world and everything. Uh, so you have that motive combined with just how powerful and, and bad this dude is. Um, and then the big one, you know, everybody's ch- uh, childhood traumatic scene where Aerith dies. Um, yeah, I, I could, I could see him being up there. I could see him being up there or why people hold him in such high regard. Um, because you, you know, you kind of want to hate him in a way mm-hmm. like, um, it, it, you know, uh, no, mind you, this is this game is still fresh on my mind, so I haven't had a time to really let it sit. But uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, but was there some point where, uh, you know, maybe he like this, uh, the, the fact that he was created or injected with the Genova cells and maybe it kind of took over his mind or something once he got power hungry or whatever. I don't know. Um, but I feel like I missed something 
to where should I feel sorry for this guy in some way? Probably not, but you know. Um, well, I mean, this this question may not even make sense, but no, I think <laughs> much like the plot. Uh, oh, m- well, oh yeah, I mean, oh. uh, yeah, <laughs> boom, roasted. Um, no, I I think like that, and that's that's the thing is that so like Cloud is kind of brooding, and he's a bit of a loner because of the whole amnesia weird thing. Um, and he doesn't really know who he is. Um. Whereas Sephiroth is is sort of a bit of a counterpoint to him because he's he's also kind of like moody and a little like broody and kind of stuff. And a lot of that has to do with, again, the issues of identity and everything else. Um, I remember, um, mm. Josh, when we were talking to, to Patrick Miller and he he mounted a pretty solid defense for Final Fantasy VII. Unfortunately, I'm not Patrick. Uh, and I can't mount any sort of defense for Final Fantasy VII. It is like one of those games that I just love to pan and I love to kind of like dunk on. Um, and it, mostly, most of that is just because uh, I just like getting people riled up. But I do think that there there is something where, and I don't know how successful they are because it's been it's been years since I played it. But they do kind of almost portray. Sephiroth as a bit of a tragic character, not completely oh, yeah. tragic, um, but it, it's kind of like it's like he, everything he he thought about himself was a lie, you know. And he's really sort of like he's this the offspring of this Genova project, and you find out Genova is this like organism that meant to destroy the world or something like that, and it's like. So, and, and it's like, he does have these moments, like, you know, and obviously it's like, it's like the most spoiled thing. So here's, here's just a a brief aside. Um, I was listening to sacred symbols, not too, uh, not too long ago. And apparently one of the fans wrote in and was mad because it was like, like they spoiled the fact that Aerith dies in final fantasy seven. And I'm like, dude, this, that, that's like Luke. And like Vader, like I am your father moment. That is like the most spoiled Wait. video game thing. Wait, what? Vader's Luke's father? Yes, Paul. <laughs> yes. Um, the movie is older than the both of us. Uh, yeah. It is not, but well, okay. <laughs> a good try. <laughs> well, it's older than me, and it's almost as old as you. Um, you know, but it was like. But yeah, it's like it's like one of these things that like dude, that that was spoiled 6 months after the game was released because every idiot on my playground was talking about it. It was spoiled like, for me before I got to it and I bought that game day 1. Yeah, I'm I'm oh, just wow. saying like dude, like so like I was kind of like just as a brief aside oh, wow. like that particular listener um I really kind of hope that they hear this episode of the backlog breakdown because I'm going to be like, you're a giant weenie. Um, <laughs> go suck farts. Um, but I did want to ask you too, like, so you brought up the, the Aerith moment though, where they're, they're in the temple of the ancients and there's this moment, um, the whole sequence of like cloud, not being like you not being able to control cloud. And he just keeps moving forward inexorably. And then he finally stops that sequence and Sephiroth is like, 
Yoink. Nope. Uh, she got like, and he, you know, did that have any emotional resonance for you when you were playing through this, this recent time? Or was it just kind of like, okay, like I knew this was coming. Like, I, I guess I'm like, did, even though you know, that's kind of like coming, does, does it still bear any weight or was that more of just like a kind of like, Oh, I guess thing. Yeah. The more so the latter, but in, again, in analyzing the game, um, I could see how when people were playing this, you spent a lot of time with Aerith. So like, you know, 15, 20 plus hours in, and then if assuming it, the game hasn't been spoiled for you and then she dies, I can I can see that hitting somebody. It didn't hit me because number one, I'm not really an emotional guy anyway. But number two, um, yeah, I mean it's been spoiled since. I mean that is like a like a Luke Luke uh, Vader moment, you know. So like everybody knows that. Yeah. The real question is, does it happen in the remake? Mm. You know, <laughs> but uh, um, which I'll get to one of these days. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's it didn't. It didn't hit me too much. Um, it was I mean, just like, okay, yep, I knew it was going to happen. Uh, I think I lost all of my all of the items that I had for her, oh or no. you know, Valeria and stuff. So, mm. is what it is. Cool, no problem. Mm. No, that, yeah, <laughs> that what, still feels problem? bad. Like we got we got God mode, yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but no, no, you're right. The the fifteen or twenty hours uh, I put in that game at that point, it was yeah, it was right right about there. 15, 20 hours, not, yeah. not like 50. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, okay. So yeah, Paul, so, it, it does sound like you, you have um, some, 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 maybe something to weigh in on here. Like, like even though it was spoiled at the time, like, you know, you, you put all the, and, and Dorian, it, it, to me, it does. And maybe I'm, I'm kind of reading just, but it sounds like you knew she was going to go anyways. But like, and you know what I'm saying? So there's like almost, there's probably like, a, eh, it doesn't matter all that much anyways. But Paul, as somebody who was like a little fresher in that, and again, it was like spoiled for you or whatever. But when you experienced that moment, how did, how did that hit? I, it, it was a little disappointing that it had been, it had been spoiled, but I was very much an emotional kid at the time. And, um, and, and like, and I was, I was on team heiress until advent children. And then when advent children came out, I was like, Oh no, Tifa's much better. I like, <laughs> by the way, quick little plug. I, we, uh, I, I just recently re listened to the episode that I did with Wes on retro station about advent children. And, um, if, if if y'all haven't seen it, the the complete collection that movie is incredibly mm. stupid and really good. <laughs> like the action scenes are really good, and uh, Vincent is amazing in it. But um, oh, but no, Vin- that oh, Vincent go ahead. Is like Vincent's like one of those characters that like it it's it's unfortunate that Dirge Cerberus was such a train wreck. Like like that would have been like better if like if Barrett if that was a Barrett game. I would have been like, okay, like this is reasonable, like for it to suck, but like the the, the <laughs> fact that it was like it was like, um, and it's 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 not to bag on Barrett too much, but like that dude's 
I don't know. He's he's like like he is the weakest link. Um, <laughs> what? But um, wait, wait, wait! You're talking about Vincent, and you're saying Barrett is the weakest link. Vincent's yes, like barely in the game. It doesn't matter. He's amazing. he's also like the best freaking character, dude. And, and you can and you can <laughs> dude. All, totally miss him. You like just by exactly. chance. You wander into room. He's like, hey, I want to join your team. Like, okay, I'm a vampire. Cool, I guess. <laughs> and he's he's still he is still better than almost the entirety of the rest of that cast. Oh, uh, when you um, when you I will die scene, on that hill, sir. I will when, die on that hill. When you hit the scene in Advent Children where where Vincent shows up, it's just like, oh, he's there. He's amazing. <laughs> so sorry. Red Red Thirteen and Vincent were my two favorite characters in Seven. Um, they're both. Thirteen's great. They're they're just they're awesome. I feel so, like Vincent yeah, is yeah, that yeah. character that everyone loved because they all made up their own backstory to him. Yeah, I didn't warm up to uh, Red Thirteen until uh, you got to Cosmo um, Village or whatever, you know, and did kind of his arc. His arc was so uh, good. Where there. he, um, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Um, I enjoyed that arc, um, and I like the I like the music to. Uh, to that village as well too you know ps1 sound chip but it, it worked I, um but anyway yeah yeah i enjoyed his arc um like i think he, he thought that his father had like abandoned him and so forth and then you find out he was like this uh you know this great hero and then um you know you i think uh if i remember correctly you get to the end of his arc uh um, the old what's, who, who's the, the old guy that runs it that uh, shows you the village that can float around? Um, I forgot his name, but um, yeah, he takes you through uh, through these different, you know, um, I guess you fight these different enemies and things, and then you get to the end of it, and he shows you like a, I guess it was a either a statue or like a stone. Uh, you know, recre- recreation of his father and kind of like dropped a tear or something. So I don't know. I, again, I'm just kind of remembering these things, you know, fresh. So I haven't really had time yeah. to like look into see like, you know, all right, let me go back and see what other people say about this game. But no, it, it was, uh, I enjoyed his arc. His arc was fantastic. I, okay. And it's been a long um, I really time care for him before then. I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess you're tagging along too. It's been a long time, but didn't wasn't his dad like like hit with petrification or something while like holding a pass or something like that? Ah, okay. I might be. I might be. It's that been a long been time. That might have been it. Like like I said, I bought this game <laughs> on day yeah. on day one. It's um, well, and it's it is like twenty five and years and change old. So, I mean, um, but. Could uh, I going back to Sethroff real quick? Can I just mention like I I, I do think he kind of peters out toward the end mm-hmm. as you learn more about him, but how great his setup was! Like mm. you hear his name in passing, and then like the first real evidence you get of him is you're fighting your way up Shinra Tower, and it's taking for freaking ever, and then you get to the top, and it's just a bloodbath because he's already been there. And then, and then you, oh yeah, you get, uh, yeah. In, you know, so uh, later you get to that uh, that swamp where the snakes are chasing you, and you have to get a chocobo um, 
to get across. And then, and then you realize that Sephiroth just took, just impaled the thing on a tree and didn't even bother with any of that because he's Sephiroth. Uh, uh, a tree? I thought it was a segue. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. um, oh, my. Uh, oh, my. But <laughs> you just, you see these little evidences of where he's been and they're so good. And, and then you get, just the overly confusing story and, and some of it may not have been actual Sephiroth and there's a fake Sephiroth and there's like clones or whatever. And uh, I still don't understand it. And uh, it kind of, it does kind of peter out, but man, what, I mean, just a great setup for a villain. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one area where Sephiroth exceeds Kafka. Like he, his, his setup. And just like the, the 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 mystery and the intrigue around him. Yeah. Well, that, and that's the Kef thing with just Kefka. this guy with his funny laugh, right? <laughs> if you don't know Kefka's the villain, then I mean, you literally think he's just a clown. And like, why in the world is this guy leading anybody? Like, you know, you have Leo there, who's the clearly the most competent person on the planet. He was so cool, you know, <laughs> and um, uh. And, you know, it, it, unless that has been spoiled for you, you think Final Fantasy VI is going to go one way. And then all of a sudden, Kefka just mm. kills everybody. And you're like, oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> you know? I think that that's kind of like the, like, that's like the, the moment where Kefka, like, and that's the difference is that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I would just say on like a, a pure like and, and this has always been kind of my thing is that like Sephiroth kind of has a reason. Now it's sad boy like emo hair garbage reason for wanting to destroy the world or whatever. Um whereas like to me, like Kafka is just like he's an unhinged lunatic. And one of those things is way scarier than the other. Um so but uh, sort of, you know, we're, we're kind of, uh, yeah, uh, but, but Dorian, uh, you know, sort of landing the plane here on, on seven where like, kind of like, what are some of the, you know, like your closing statements or thoughts on seven? Like, where are you at with it? Um, uh, closing statements on seven, my closing statements on seven are, Hope I don't ruffle too many feathers with this one. The game is all right. Okay? It's all right. All right. So, you know, like I said, it has a strong start. Um, again, it's an old school game. Uh, one of the, you know, early PS1. Um, and, of course, we have the remake. Uh, but um, now, that I've, now that I've beaten 7, um, I'm going to be able to you know, have something to compare it to when I do the remake. But uh, anyway, so the game, the, the, the gameplay or the game itself, it's, it's a lot of archaic elements. It's still a good game. You know, like, it, like I said, it's okay. Story kind of starts to peter out toward the end, but um, you know, it, it's, should you play it? Sure. If you don't, eh, 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> again, I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers with that one, but, um, you know, I, it, it got to a point where it became somewhat of a chore, like to finish, mm. but, uh, overall, you know, it, you know, it, it had its, it had its good highlights and good moments. Um, uh, you know, but if it wasn't for the modern enhancements, mm. you know, I, I, I may have dropped a game at some point, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you know, no, it, right. yeah, I think, I think that's a fair sort of assessment is that it definitely is kind of like, it's like a game that people should play. But uh, also understanding the fact that like it just hasn't aged well, um, you know. You, you mentioned before, and this is something that I've I've also critiqued the game. It's like the inconsistent art style, um, you know, is just something like I have bagged on that game so hard about, um, just because it's 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 a little jarring. Um, you know, you got the Lego man and then you got the weird half decent looking sprites. Anyways. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a game that I think is, and it is foundational. And I think like, honestly, probably, unfortunately, um, I really don't think there's a final fantasy that is more influential on the series, um, than seven, uh, for better or worse and much to my chagrin. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it that. I will give it that. Like its its impact, especially on the West, is pretty undeniable. Um, you know, brought a brought attention to a lot of JRPGs uh, or popularized it. I should say it was it was pretty popular during the SNES era. But you know, once it dropped on PlayStation, and then you started seeing the commercials, you know, on during uh, football games and just all over TV. Mm-hmm. That's when it really blew up. Yeah, you know, and. Uh, yeah. And the rest is history. So Yeah, yeah. But um well kind of moving along here and and Paul, I guess we, we saved the best for last, man. But uh what what are you bringing to the table tonight here, friend? I, I was just trying to make sarcastic comments on everybody else's choice. I, I, I didn't really have <laughs> have 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 much to contribute. <laughs> uh, individually. Um so we, we like uh you know, we hit on seven, we hit on twelve, we've we did an episode on nine already. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, consensus still stands that nine is the best 3D. Yes. Uh, you know, Final Fantasy. Absolutely. Uh, it is maybe the best Final Fantasy of all time, mm-hmm. arguably. Um, depends, you know, mm-hmm. whether you're, but, but anyways, yeah. I can say something about eight. <laughs> I have all the toys. <laughs> So this is Laguna. This is the person who should have been the hero of the story because Squall is terrible. <laughs> Whoa. And that's, that's for, a, for all of our listeners at home. Paul I, has I just held figures. up his action figures of both Squall and they're not, Laguna. I, I have all them. They're action I, figures. I have all of them over there, and and I got a lot of the the trading cards because they had the triple triad cards in the packs, and so nice. I have a bunch of physical triple triad cards. Um, but, um, yeah, I'll, I'll like I'll, I'll I'll say I'll say something about the black sheep real quickly, um, which is uh, it, it it's an exceedingly stupid plot <laughs> with with very bad yes. people and characters in it, um, 
and and uh, in you know a system that really that goes against everything we've been taught about JRPGs is that you're stronger by not leveling up and by junctioning magic mm-hmm. instead of leveling up because all uh, the uh, the the bosses have a level cap, but all of the random encounters will level up along with you, gotcha. and they um they get stronger faster than you do and so the game actually gets harder the higher level you are uh but if you if you if you junction magic then uh and stay at a low level you you're just invincible um mm. it had some i mean just some interesting ideas to it and like in 8 you know this is in the era where uematsu was at the height of his power and 8's soundtrack is magnificent just like all the others and um it's just a uh, uh, you know interesting system um you know the most attractive guy at the party <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um pixel face the most pixel face. guy at the party some some beautiful cutscenes. um yeah that's true and just uh and just some like extremely unlikable characters in in a, in, a, in a very 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 dumb plot uh-huh uh, so are there are there i'm trying to think of the entire cast were there any good characters i love likable characters i love renoa um really and, and, it, and it made me mad uh that that she liked squall because he's clearly just yeah. a horrible person but i okay. like i legitimately liked laguna and his crew okay uh yeah in the, no, in the flashbacks uh-huh um <laughs> right. and this was this is the thing about that soundtrack man it's like eyes on me is first of all a gorgeous song mm-hmm. but it is tied to the plot it is written in a particular moment in the story mm-hmm. and and it like it's it's talking about a real uh two real people in the story. I say real very loosely since these are clearly video game characters. Sure. <laughs> but um and and it carries a lot of emotional weight in that these are the only likable people in the show and so you know in the uh in the game. So you're like cheering. I was like, oh yeah, that's a song about the people we actually like. And we're watching Squall react to this stupid song. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm just it, it, I'm going through the cast and like that it, that opening cutscene, which feels so cool in the moment, and then it's like what basically the hollow deck or whatever that they train in. Um, yeah, the, and and his I can't even think of it. What is the name of the dude with the the? No, he doesn't have the face tattoo. That's Zell. Right? Zell. I'm getting Zell's Zell confused face. with the the guy who hates Squall. What's his name? Oh. Who's in that cutscene? Is Is that okay? Something like that. Yeah, I'm just like no, I didn't like him. No, Zell was super annoying. Don't like Squall. Uh, uh, Quistus was just uh, oh Quistus. Yeah, there you go. Quistus is the uh, is the 18 year old professor who is teacher trope who who is teaching 17 year old Squall. Yeah, uh, and And then gets also uses whips and I guess and whips and um. And and takes a uh, and takes squall it takes her student out to make out point and then gets fired as she should have been. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like it's the bad. The guy with it's, the sniper rifle. Um, oh, and this is and by the way, this is the worst set. 
Like we were talking about the best SIDs uh, earlier. Yeah. This is the worst SID. This is the, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I say this is the fat guy, but the fat SID who's, um, who, who runs, who runs this, who runs this school, school. of mercenaries for 16 year olds to learn firearms so that they can battle giant mechs. The, and wasn't it on a blimp? Too, I man, I just oh yeah, no, no, it can't, yeah, it can't, it can't float up, and that's your airship now. Is the stupid school? I don't. Oh, and and like okay, and and they, I know they're trying to make it better. (laughs) Buster Sorgas, Bergen is going like, what is this? He's just like, like this. So, so I, I, I I was gonna say like, man, you guys are really doing like. Uh, a great job of like, cause after six, I was going to play eight, uh, <laughs> seven already. And I'm like, you're doing the terrible job of like, or you're doing a great job of like me not wanting to play eight. <laughs> and then, and then you said we fight giant mechs and I'm like, Oh, I'm back in. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, you don't, no, you don't play, I, I'm exaggerating. Like the, your first job as a 16 year old mercenary is fighting this giant mechanical spider. And. Okay. Oh, now I'm off again. Okay, so so I know they're trying to make it something better than the Buster Sword. So they come up with the gun blade that yeah. you pull the trigger when you hit something. Uh, it's like just give them a gun. Like <laughs> how hard is this? Like you you clearly like no, you clearly know what a gun is. <laughs> guns there, exist in this universe. Yeah, there's a character so this with is, a gun, but it's not him. So this is the dumb part about this. This okay, this drives me crazy. This so, is the dumb part. <laughs> <laughs> so you hit the trigger button when you hit and it gives you extra damage. And so qu- very quickly you learn how to time this very very nicely. That's fine. I mean it's a it's 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 a nice mechanic that's set up in a very stupid way. Mm-hmm. This is the story of Final Fantasy VIII. But final hit for each, for every battle, the final hit, whoever did the final hit gets extra experience. And okay. Squall is hitting like twice as hard as anybody else because of that stupid gun blade. Mm-hmm. And so he is just vastly outpacing everybody in levels. Which is making all the enemies stronger. Okay, so and you brought it up. Um, this is the the thing is that the the worst part about, and also kind of like the best part about eight is they leveling actually works against you. Leveling hurts you. Yes, leveling hurts you. And there's this mechanic that they introduce, and I actually I really like this. In theory, yes. and then in execution, I'm like, oh no, this is terrible. I want to like, like, I want to like burn the earth down, um, <laughs> like salt, salt, and raise the earth and salt the salt their fields, um, kind of thing. Uh, the draw system, it's like one of those things that like I defend in like the most like, like, it's a really cool idea. But the actual execution is just dog water. It is just terrible. So, like, you can draw these cards from enemies. And then you can attach those cards. Like, and you you build up these stacks of cards. And it's like, basically, nobody has magic. What you do is you draw your magic from enemies. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and then you you build like basically a deck of those magic cards that you can, you know, like you sit on and you can attach that to your stats. Yeah. And then every time you level up, all the enemies level up. So you need to be use, utilizing this draw system to its mm-hmm. but the game does a terrible job of explaining here's, that's what you actually need to do. Here's like, the dumb it's part. Insane. Here's the the extra dumb part about that cuz you can get up to 100 of each spell in that stack. And then you attach it to, let's just say, hit points. So normally your hit points would be 200, but then you attach a bunch of fire two to it, and now your hit points are 1,600. So you've got to do this. But those are the only fire two spells you have. So if you cast one, your max HP goes down. So, well, which trains you not to use magic the whole game. You don't use magic because you because it's weakening you to use the magic this is starting to sound like final fantasy 2 now yeah yeah it's it's <laughs> along those same lines so he's like, where- i was out <laughs> then i was back in <laughs> then i was out again i might be back in yeah. it's if you play eight what i will say is like watch some videos on how to like maximize <laughs> the, mm. the 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 combat because like it's uh, disagree Go in blind and just play it. See, I've I've heard though, like there's a certain if you point hate if you it. don't play the game right, you kind of lock your like you soft lock yes. yourself in the game. Yes, mm-hmm. there's a boss you you won't be able to get past at some point. Well, that's so if I'll, you tell, grind. I'll tell you, right? I'll tell you my problem with it because <laughs> okay. I I learned grinding on Dragon Warrior. Okay, which is yeah. uh-huh. okay. You do a dungeon and then you grind for 57 days and then you do the next dungeon. You know. So by the end of the game, I'm level 99 and I'm trying to steal these Malboro tentacles from the Malboros who are level 99 and they're fast. All their spells hit all the freaking time. I just need to steal this thing. And I would go into a battle and they would, they're level 99. So they're so fast. They just hit, hit me with bad breath right at once. All my characters are asleep, confused and toads. And then, that, then they're dead. And, and, and I kept having just reload, reload, reload to try to try to get, uh, a, uh, you know, preemptive strike in so that I could have one character steal one and try to flee in time. And it took me like two days to get this done, uh, to steal these things for a <laughs> uh, uh, ultimate whip. Um, all that being said, I, it, this might be the next Final Fantasy game I play, just because I've <laughs> never, I've never done a low level run of it, and like I didn't play oh, okay. the game yeah. right. Yeah. And I really yeah. do want to play the game right. To to, and this is the thing with Final Fantasy too is everybody hates it because they didn't play it right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a lot of that is the game's fault. It but, doesn't uh, explain okay. it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes. no, the game original is one hundred percent. Yeah. The the original game is one hundred percent to blame for that because it didn't. Yeah. Make it clear yeah. what's happening. Yeah. But if you know how to play the game, it's fantastic. It's great. And it's the uh, the I call it the Xenoblade Two effect because Xenoblade Two barely teaches you how to play it, and once you get Xenoblade Two, it is one of the best, most fun. JRPGs you can play, mm. but the yeah. uh, well, and what I would say though, as I think Z- Xenoblade Two might do a better job, and I haven't played Xenoblade Two, m- probably does a little bit better job of onboarding you to some extent, 
like freaking the the thing with eight is like the game just never does a good job of explaining mm. how to actually play it. And oh, so, and that yeah. that was the problem is that everybody's used. To, it's a JRPG. You grind a little bit, and yes, they right. tell you about yeah. the draw system, and they tell you, oh, right. you can attach these to your stats. What they don't tell you is, no, that's actually what you need to be doing. And you shouldn't be fighting a lot of enemies. They, you should like yeah, you need they, to be drawing. And, they give yeah. you a practice area at the very beginning of the game. And because the enemy's levels keep going up, so does the experience. And so, like, if you're if you're a grinder, like I just go mm-hmm. in there, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll grind a couple levels. Oh my goodness, I'm getting so many levels in here. Wow, they, they, it just keeps going up. This is great. This is awesome. Yeah. I'm at level 20 now. I haven't <laughs> even done the first dungeon. Like, I am screwing myself, and I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Th- th- this is great to know because I'm I'm a grinder as well. So yeah. Yeah. This game will will so. if you indulge that in any capacity, this game will eight will punish, punish you unless yeah. like, you want to sit like, there and draw. In, in FF two, in FF two, I became um like like broken before I even went to like the first or the second town. Yeah, like because because you 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 just can you you can fully walk the whole map in FF two. Mm-hmm. Oh and wow! With, completely with, with the open world. Uh, yeah. you know, truly yeah. open world. Hmm. I, 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 at one point I didn't know what to do. I spent like an hour. And I like went all the way to the wrong side of the map and then I had to airship back and all that. But, <laughs> and like, I, I enjoyed that about that game. That's yeah. what I found so fun about it. Okay. But, okay. So, so FF eight speed run it. Basically. Dude, is what, is what the, the way a lot of people <laughs> sort of recommend playing it is like do a no, uh, a no level, like a level one. Um, yeah, a level one. You run. literally do not need to beat anything except the bosses, and, and the, the bosses, bosses don't no experience. Don't give experience. They give. Um, uh, do they give GF experience? I'm trying to remember. They they might. I don't know, they but they don't. They don't do give. That. They don't give experience to you. Um. So yeah, it, the the thing is draw and different spells actually affect different stats differently. Um, if it's more sounding more like FF2, <laughs> it's 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 a pretty crack system, and it's like like I yeah. said, it's one of those things that like I love it because in theory I'm like, oh, this is so cool, like this is different and it's weird, and there's all sorts of ways that absolutely break this game, but the actual implementation and execution is kind of like, well, like I said, it's dog water. It's just like no, this is just. Well- yeah, even there, the systems the systems are a hundred times better than the plot and the characters, <laughs> and that's to me this is the real problem. Like, look, the best thing about FF eight is triple triad. the yeah. The very worst thing about FF eight is is the, the people else. that you're playing and the story <laughs> that they're in is they're not likable, they're not sympathetic, and they just there's multiple times in the game where he's like, seriously, that's what's think- happening. <laughs> I just think about when they're they're at that dance and and uh, what's the uh, the primary romantic interest? Renoa. Uh, Renoa is like you're the best looking guy at this yeah. dance. And then it's like this. yeah, if y'all haven't seen that meme, by the way, audience, it's, look that up and it it zooms into Squall's face at that moment because look, let's give let's give the game credit where it's due. No, they realized in Final Fantasy VII, this is really dumb that. Cloud looks three different ways depending on where he is. Mm-hmm. And so they render mm-hmm. everything. 
in well, Final Fantasy VIII. Unfortunately, in times like that, it looks really dumb. <laughs> well, and, and it it looks really dumb to our eyes. Final Fantasy VIII for its time is a beautiful game. Yes. Like it looks yes. fantastic. The whole game Even for I, a PlayStation yes. game, it well, does. In 2023, dance, it looks terrible. But that dance, my goodness, like when you actually get into that dance, uh at the time, that was mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. That that whole yeah. sequence, the mm-hmm. uh the cutscene there was gorgeous. Yeah. 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 But it's it's, it's uh, still fun. It's still fun to say like he's the best looking guy in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's true. Mm-hmm. I, I remember like in junior high, like I didn't have a, I didn't get a PlayStation until like the PS2 came out, but I had friends like that were playing Final Fantasy VIII. And I remember the one guy going into detail about Renoa's hair in like a okay. cutscene and like how they animated like the strands and it. Like, he was like mm-hmm. blown away by it. Like that's what I remember about FF8. That's gotta be <laughs> the, that's gotta be the, uh, the, what was it? <laughs> scene because she kind of wiggles her head during that. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I I think we we've kind of devolved far far enough here. That, can, I, uh, can I mention one thing about Final Fantasy fourteen? It's gonna go real fast. Well, I've got one more thing to say about eight. Is because oh, Nate, yeah. you said the best thing um, was the battle system. Uh, hard disagree. It's Renoa's dog. Okay, now we can move on. Yes. <laughs> Paul's like, he, I don't need to say anything he else. He just like, randomly no. comes in and mauls enemies. Sometimes it's just cool. And, in, in and Final, can, yeah. In Final Fantasy XIV, one of the last things I did, I, like I'm not very far into the game, but one of the last things I did is I fit, found out I could go to the Gold Saucer. And I was like, oh, that's going to be fun. This is great. And I went in there, and there's a whole section. I walked in, and they're like, oh, th- yeah, this is the triple triad wing. And I'm like, Yay! Well, so I like, just sat there and played triple triad. It's so good. This is the only thing I'm gonna do for the rest of my time on Final is, Fantasy XIV. This is why I'm How paying many side for quests the- are there playing triple triad? Because let's do this. <laughs> nice. Oh man. Well, uh, Paul, at some point in time, uh, after you've got uh, a you know more time, I do want to sort of like have you back to talk about fourteen, man, because like. Like well, it's it's like I said. There's a part of me that I have played a little bit, and I'm just like, and I played I played eleven too. I played some eleven, so it's like the Final Fantasy MMO, like, and especially since they redid fourteen, like all that. Yeah, so yeah, I I will want a bit of an update on that at some point in time, but. I think it's it's been uh, a heck of a night. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, you guys all agree. Um, and we've talked a lot about Final Fantasy, a lot about Final Fantasy. Like I, you know, for for lack of it, I am Final Fantasyed out. Um, <laughs> this will definitely be our final Final Fantasy episode until our next. I'm probably gonna hop on said- six after this. <laughs> yeah. Nice, I love it. But uh, that being said, let's until uh, the seventeenth final. <laughs> yeah yeah um let's let's sort of go around the the, the clock here and uh, or the the docket here and if anybody has any sort of like closing thoughts um you know obviously eddie bounced out on us a little bit ago but uh uh justin let's sort of like uh anything you just sort of like you've been dying to say and we didn't give you an opportunity to all night apologize right now 
apologize to it. I will. So sorry. I will not. That game is a dumpster fire. For our listeners at home, Justin oh. just held up his copy of the PlayStation 2 classic Final Fantasy VII Dirge of Cerberus. That's right. It's a speaking, classic. Speaking of Cerberus. No. <laughs> you, you, you wax poetic about how Vincent is the best, coolest character. He is. All during FF7. And then, and then you poop all over his game. Come on. Because that on. game is awful. <laughs> The game is so bad, dude. Also, no, for our listeners no. at home, Paul just held up his his uh, action figure of a literal Cerberus from Final Fantasy VIII. Nice. So, um, Paul, any last closing thoughts here? Um, I, yeah, like, look, I, you know, um, I, I, I played Dragon Warrior first, but my first role playing game was fi- Final Fantasy IV, then Final Fantasy II, and it's like. Final Fantasy has been dear, dear to my heart ever since. And um, uh, even the 3D ones, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, obviously the 2D ones are better except for nine, but <laughs> um, no, I, I, I love these games. And even, even, even like seven when I, or, or eight, uh, like I, I actually did enjoy playing eight at the time. I'm not sure I will this time I play it, but um, that's fair. That's fair. This, uh yeah, this series. This I, I, I've always, uh, I've always been <laughs> very close to it. It's you know one one title or another uh, throughout my life, and um, even now I'm like playing Final Fantasy IV yearly, which I'm, I'm really enjoying. So I'm going to keep doing that. But um, yeah, I I, I I love these games. So thanks for having me on these. This was fun. Yeah, we're we're, we're glad to have you, um, and Dorian. Last but certainly not least, um, what sort of like I, I, we're we're sitting at the end of this episode, and uh, is there any what what is the one thing you've been dying to say um, that we just haven't got you haven't we haven't been able to shoehorn it in any other way? <laughs> uh, final thoughts on the uh, yeah, it's kind of like uh, the computer I'm using. It's uh, a really choppy game. is uh, very old school. Um, if you're feeling old school, you should play it. Mm. Otherwise, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to say about this game right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, I understand its impact. I understand the impact uh, on Final Fantasy VII. Um, or the Final Fantasy VII had uh, is probably a game personally I'll probably never go back to. Maybe I I doubt it, but again I'm th- I'm just looking forward to playing the remake. So, um, but uh, yeah, you know, that's all I got for that. Yeah. Well, Josh, how about you? Um, you know, any sort of thoughts as we sort of wind down the night here and wrap it up? Well, I'll say, you know, especially talking about eight last, um, I am kind of realizing just kind of the, the, when you think of kind of the rubric of, of certain video games, even that I love, and, and we touched on this kind of talking about six. Okay. It's not a 3D Final Fantasy, but it came up in the course of, of talking about it is really there's a divergence between characters and story. And I do think I'm weighted towards characters more because, you know, I, I brought up earlier, like, 
huh, I don't know that I like any of the characters in Final Fantasy VIII, you know? And, and I think there's, there's a similar feeling, and I, haven't fin- I never finished the game of Final Fantasy VII, but a similar feeling there of like, I just didn't really like any of the characters, and, and some were overhyped and things like that. And and Eris might be a great character also. Again, I, I just didn't finish it, so I don't know. Um, but then I think of something like Nine, where it's like, okay, I, I I really liked a lot of the characters and the plot was, it was good. It was good. It wasn't great. It got all wonky at the end. Uh, and then I think of 10 and I'm like, Ugh, I did not like the characters and the plot was all kinds of weird. So it's just an interesting way to look at, you know, as you, you guys are talking about 12 also that this world is kind of the thing there. So I guess that's a, that's a third kind of element in the story as well. Um, where most of the characters were eh, not not too great, except for uh, Balthier. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And then the plot, it sounds like it was an interesting plot, but not necessarily, yeah, didn't have, the characters weren't necessarily tied to it. So it's just an interesting way to kind of look at the stories as well. And and frankly, you know, video game stories are not always great because uh, you have to balance that against the gameplay as well. But um, it's just an interesting way to kind of look at these also, um, and as we, you know, move into the future, uh, it, where video games are going, where, you know, some, some stories can be more fleshed out. Um, that's not always the case. I still love old games, but you know, it's, it's just in another thing to kind of think about and, and hopefully kind of, uh, hold newer games to a standard, if that makes sense. Like, hold to the fact like, okay, maybe th- these things should be better. <laughs> like we've, we've kind of learned from, you know, at least we should be learning. So anyways, those are just some of my thoughts on the final fantasies. But like I said, I haven't played a, a lot of the new ones, but it's an interesting yeah. way to look at it. Uh, you know, I don't have uh, any major thoughts here. One, I did want to thank everybody for hopping on tonight yeah. and, and joining us. For sure. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Uh, but I, I did feel like, too, and like Porsche wanted to join us, but uh, his Australian internet hates us um, or hates him. <laughs> or maybe maybe Australian internet is just like Australia and it's secretly trying to kill him. Um, just I, like I thought you were going to on that island. I thought you were going to say uh, maybe Australian internet is like Australian and it doesn't actually exist. Oh, well, that's, that's that's also a very uh, relevant uh, point uh, there. But I did I did feel like uh, you know he he did offer some thoughts, and I thought it would be good to share these. Um, that you know when he he announced that he just wasn't going to be able to like make it tonight, and that it wasn't really working out. He said, uh, my thoughts have shockingly not changed on X2 since my episode on it, because he did an episode of uh, Nothing New Under the Porch on it. He said, so to add a quick line on what Nick thought of it from that, it was rubbish. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Porcho, um, you're here in spirit tonight, friend, uh, even if you weren't able to join us. Um uh, you know, big shout out to Eddie uh, for joining us earlier. And uh, just again, thank you to you guys for, but you know what, Josh, oh. I, I really think like, this is just like a good place to land it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, let's, let's land this plane, Josh. All right. I'm, I'm struggling here, man. I'm falling. Like Nate is not talking <laughs> pretty anymore. 
No. Um, so we thank you for joining in on this, this episode for, for, you know, listening to our thoughts on some 3d final fantasies. If you want to get your thoughts in, there's tons of ways you can do that. And maybe we can revisit this on a, on a bite size or something along those lines. Um, but you can email us at the backlog breakdown at gmail.com. Our, uh, group on Facebook is the hashtag backlog book club or on Instagram.com slash, uh, the backlog breakdown. And on X, Twitter, Elon's social media platform, uh, our handle is at BBDownCast. And then you can catch all of us here on this episode. We're in the Discord. A link for that is in the description as well. Uh, in the, on the internet, I generally go by Broccolope, and Nate goes by... Nate underscore McKeever. That's right. I thought he was going to fall asleep right in the middle of that. <laughs> it was close. It was so close. He started going backwards um, like, no, oh, Nate, somebody catch him. <laughs> <laughs> it's well it has been a very long night um but uh that being said again uh just one final time gentlemen thank you so much for your time tonight yeah and, uh josh you know we've done the things that we set out here to do uh we 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 talked a lot of final mm-hmm. fantasy and i guess uh until next time what should they do guys keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits That was fantastic. Golf clap. <laughs>